Does Michelle Obama love lingerie? Should illegals deport themselves? Does the G-Spot even exist? Miley Cyrus blasted by conservatives. Are robots taking over? The Japanese are losing their sex drive. Is America still the good guys? Donkey semen on TV. Alcohol might make us live longer. My guest is Aisha Tyler. And a surprise musical ending you'll never see coming. All this and more on the Last Week on Earth with Bengley. Do not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or major detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, our guest, film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth, everybody. I know I I, I I tend to repeat that, and I feel as though I'm the boy who cried last week on Earth. And that's you know what? But I'm right, actually. Bye. The technical aspects of our English language. I'm right. And the Mayans are wrong thus far. We're a month deep into 2012. I don't see things shaking. It's not the skies aren't getting dark, but it's early in the year. So there's no way we would know. Obviously, if the Mayans predicted it would happen in December, they never said, and shit's going to get crazy starting February 1st. And it's not even February 1st. So I'm not going to count them out yet, but I'm just saying... As has been much mentioned, they did not predict their own demise. So why anybody on planet Earth with a reasonable brain thinks that their opinion has any validity when they didn't see their own civilization collapsing, I find it to be an unreasonable belief. But I also say that from a self-preservation standpoint. Maybe they're brilliant at it. Maybe they are Nostradamus-ish. And I just am in denial about the impending doom of the planet, but... That's not the, the glass half full way I like to see things. So I refuse to do it. Um, we're brought to you this week by time. Making everything you experience possible. Enjoy it now while supplies last. Uh, we're on smodcast.com. Very excited about this. You can go to smodcast.com and check out all the other podcasts on the network. And, uh, like I said, it's almost February. Month one, uh, I said I wasn't drinking all month. I broke that a bunch of times on the Sophia Bush podcast, broke that. Um, I broke that when I hosted the Porn Awards because you can't do that sober, it's illegal. I broke that also the other night because I really wanted cocktails. And then also because I was doing a gig in Montana and I was doing these, these jokes about girly drinks all weekend. And then right across from me all weekend during my shows in my line of vision from the stage was New Orleans style amazing row of colorful slushies, including one. Uh, they offered was the rainbow sherbet, they called it, which was a mixture of all of them, and didn't get into a muddy mash. The colors stayed separated in this glass. I'm not going to try that. Am I not a human being? Do I not have taste buds? I'm sorry. Pledge against alcohol, but sometimes I go where my heart takes me. 
And my heart also told me to try the one called candy cane mocha. People say it's weird to mix mocha and candy cane chunks. But it was soft, chewy, little candy cane chunks in the middle of a mocha. They were poppy surprises. I didn't think I'd like it either. And it hit me, and I want to fly back to Montana just for the bottle it or ship. How do you ship something frozen? How do you talk to an angel? How do you do either of those things? It's impossible. But the point is, the first month of the year is done. We're one twelfth over. All of my resolutions have been broken from about Jan 3. Nothing. Not doing the push-ups we talked about. Not... I haven't, I haven't, there are none of it. So I'm starting a new month's resolution. All my resolutions carrying over into next month. 60 push-ups a day. Uh, stop by my nails. Get back on my diet plan. 1500 calories a day or less. I'm eating about 5000 calories a day lately. It's not cool. Corrections. From last week. Um, the first time I've ever had to issue a correction on the air. And I'm so sorry about this. But last week I talked, uh, I, I made a mockery of Kim Kardashian, which, I've never done before except most weeks when I do. And during this mockery, I played a clip of her saying, um, it would be so great to be pregnant. It lasts like 10 months. And I was like, 10 months? Uh, it's nine months. I don't know what kind of mutant baby you're keeping in your body. You will be. But it's nine months. And everybody on Twitter had a heart attack. Apparently, I'm wrong. Kim Kardashian is right. It is closer to 10 months, apparently. Even though the Hugh Grant movie, Nine Months, made me believe that. So Hugh Grant's a fucking liar, first off and foremost. Um, people are saying gestation from conception to boom is 10 months. That's what I call delivery, boom. Okay? That would be a really creepy doctor in Chile somewhere being like, boom, baby coming now, boom. Open your leg, lady, boom, baby come. And I feel like I would not have a lot of repeat business. Like second and third children, they wouldn't come back to me as their ob So you can't win them all. But if you're going to be a free-spirited Chilean pregnancy doctor, you roll with the punches. Uh, but I'm sorry about Tim Kardashian for saying that and to everybody on Twitter. Um, so allow me to to make that apology more fervent by uh, talking about a story I read about Kim Kardashian this week. Apparently her wedding, now they're finding proof it was a total fake. So not hard and fast proof, but there's an article I read um, on the Huffington Post saying that it really seems with a lot of different points of evidence that it was an investigative piece saying it was fake, saying the fact that they immediately were apart two weeks after she was saying she couldn't work things out. They spent no time together. She wasn't gushing about the wedding whatsoever, which no newlywed ever does that. They weren't looking at their wedding photos, trying to get it all together, weren't gushing about each other even for a minute on the show. And those are pretty good pieces of evidence. And then my mind revisited itself to a clip I played last week, that same clip about pregnancy and Kim wanting to get pregnant during the first four days of wedded bliss before everything went awry, day five or so, um, where she talked about her being ready for pregnancy. And I didn't realize at the time I watched it, but thinking back, and I played it back, what's weird about this clip? Listen to her lack of emotion or sincerity in talking about her plans to have a child. Here's the clip. Yeah. Are you sure you're ready for this? Yeah, why wouldn't I be? I'm 30. I just got married. Like, babies are next. You have to be uh, yeah, I wouldn't have been 30, uh, a bunch of statistics, a bunch of reasons you're supposed to get married based on non-emotional factors. She's not a robot. She ain't Mitt Romney. This is a human being who is supposed to be wanting to get married, and it's not about facts, Kim. It's about love for your husband, for your future child, not why wouldn't I be, um, I am a certain age, my eggs are drying up, 
Uh, let's do it. Oh, except where's my husband? He moved back to Minnesota. I didn't realize that. I was doing so many takes for this one scene where I'm supposed to be into being a mother. Okay. So anyway, just food for thought. Food for thought. But you are right. Pregnancies last 10, closer to 10 months. Um, I talked on podcast number one when Blake Griffin was my guest. He was trying to convince me to become a Clipper fan. Uh, I went to a game a few weeks ago. They killed it. Blake was like, are you switched over yet? I'm like, not yet. A couple more wins. We'll talk about it. I went to the game last night. And um, Blake had this insane monster dunk. It's going to be the dunk of the year. And they won again. They're on a big roll. I told them after the game, I'm in. Lifelong Lakers devotion on pause for one season. And people are flipping out. People are saying to me, you can't flip devotion for a team like this. Who are you? What kind of a turncoat are you? And I tell them, uh, how about the fact that the players themselves jump ship instantly for more money? Slightly more money in their contract. I'm out. Lifelong players in, in, in one city. If the players themselves aren't solid lifelong fans, I don't feel like I have to be. Plus, my buddy's on one of the teams, so I mean, come on. And still LA. Fuck you guys if you disagree. I don't care. I mean, tell me if you disagree. Hashtag last week on earth. We can debate it out, but I feel good about it myself. Ryan Gosling and Zoe Deschanel say I'm hating it to McDonald's. Story from the Daily Meal. Um, last month, McDonald's, um, after there's a bunch of outrage about their egg supplier, Sparbo Farms, they dumped them when it was known the farm was mistreating their animals. But now, celebs like Ryan Gosling, Zoe Deschanel, um, want Mickey D's to up it to another level. And a lot of celebs are behind this. They want them to only take a new egg grower, egg farm place that uses cage-free suppliers. And I'm of two minds on this too, because yes, I think we should certainly treat animals well, even though we're murdering them by the millions to eat them. We should probably give them like a cozier ride till that happens. But the other part of me is afraid they're going to fuck up the Egg McMuffin. Because I love the Egg McMuffin every month or so when I'm up during breakfast hours. It's almost never. Usually I'm still up from the night before. And it's tasty. And what if, what if all of a sudden it's like, oh, they tried this new great cage fake muffin. I'll be like, eh, it's all right. I'm happy this, 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 this chicken might have been too happy. Cause it doesn't have that, that tart, mmm, the mmm. It mixes perfectly with those little crumbs that come off the top of the English muffin that comes atop the egg big muffin. Some of two minds. I'm not for cruelty to animals. I'm also not for weakening the flavor of the egg mick muffin. One of America's favorite moments. So, I'm of two minds on that. My guest today is Aisha Tyler. I'm very excited about this. Aisha is, you know her from so many things, from friends, from the host, as the host of Talk Soup, currently the host of The Talk on CBS, um, voice of Lana Kane on Archer, the very popular FX animated series, uh, host of her own podcast, Girl on Guy. Uh, she's hilarious. She's been a friend of mine for a long time. She's very intelligent and funny and interesting to talk with. I'm excited that she's here in my apartment. Uh, Sitting next to me right now, unable to speak yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking for the window. <laughs> it's like it's like I was trying to jump in the double deck. When's it going to happen? Welcome. Like, yeah. Hey, how's that going? What's going on, Aisha? I'm chilling on your sofa, on yeah. your uh, on your on your uh, suede uh, swedish sofa. It's yeah, it's a blue suede. Is it? Is it like is blue it, suede shoes? It is. It's is it's that washable suede, right? You know, if you have an accident here, you have some kind of a Cheeto crisis, or apparently some kind of an egg McMuffin. 
Is it a tragedy that I've never washed this couch? You don't. You just get out a wet sponge, and you. I know you've wiped this down on occasion. I, I've, I'm not, I've wiped I'm it not down. Implying some, I'm not. I'm not telling you what's happened on this couch. You no. know what's happened on this. I couch. I do know, but I'm telling you, you wiped down at some point with a wet rag. That's true. That's yeah. definitely true. It's micro suede. It is micro suede, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you this: every um, single man's dream furniture is made of micro suede. Yeah, because it looks it looks kind of hot and mm-hmm. kind of Bruce Willis Pulp Fiction post post rape scene motorcycle getaway and yet and yet washable and yet washable mm-hmm. exactly right mm-hmm. and i'll tell you things have happened on this couch never an egg muffin tragedy no never once maybe you could put a towel down before you put another guest on it i'd i would have liked a towel that's not a bad idea nice. how do you know where that towel's been I, I will pull it out of your fucking laundry closet i will go in there and smell them all until the okay. one smells most like bounce that's see that is, that is a lot more diligent yeah <laughs> than most of my Ranger guests. linen closet that's not bad you're like yeah. listen I'll, I'll i'll be there I'll be there, but please uh, put down some kind of a surface, a barrier. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. You are one of the new co-hosts of The Top yeah. on CBS. Yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of like The View, but it's like for mothers, and it's a little bit more. Uh, not it's really. It's not like The View. That's what I like to say. It's not like The View at all. No. Nope. Talk about that. Well, um, I imagine that you could draw a parallel with it, 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 you know, between The Talk and The View in the sense that there are five women sitting around a table. Right. Um, but you could also draw a parallel between like CSI and, and 24 and True. the law and order and every other one hour drama. I mean, it's, it's a show. It's a talk show, but it's definitely not for moms. I mean, I think that might have been how the show started out last year that it was focused on moms, right. but you know, two of us aren't moms on the show this year. So that's not really the focus. We just talk about culture and less political than the view. I mean, it's more just about like, you know, pop culture, sociocultural stuff and yeah, things like that. Do you have an angry Elizabeth Hasselbeck type? No, there's we're 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 a friendly coven. Interesting. Yeah, you know, we're not gonna no angry Republicans no, in there. No, we have Republicans. She's just not very angry. Who's your Republican? <laughs> Cheryl. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. There could be other closet Republicans on the Cheryl show. Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl's out of the closet on the Republican. Really? Front. Yeah. So she's a gay Republican. You're just coming out now. Yeah, she's yeah. So she's straight, but she's uh, straight. We have we have a Republican and we have a lesbian. We're we're you know we got a we got a full boat. Wow. Yeah. That is like a full, a full boat. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a full boat. Yeah. It's more like a, it's more like a straight, but not a straight. It's yeah. like a flush. A womp womp. Right. <laughs> I can't, I can't help you. I don't really know that many card, uh, Me either, I play, really. I played poker in the world, in like the celebrity poker tournament. I can't tell you, but I would call it a full boat. You We've played got... poker in the celebrity poker tournament. You must be, how'd, how'd you do in it? I did well. I did well. I made it to the final three. Okay. So you're yeah. decent at poker. And, okay. I'm just aggressive. I just scare people. Right now you're bluffing is what it is. All the time. Interesting. All the time. So do you enjoy more acting? Or hosting? I don't know. You know, I like all of it. You know, and I, I'm lucky that I get to do more than one thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I was on, I started as a stand-up, and to me, kind of, that's the foundation of everything else that I do. And that is really a combination of writing and acting and, and hosting. I mean, it's all of those skills kind of bundled up when you're, you know, yeah. doing stand-up. Because, I mean, I'm not a wordsmith. I'm, I, I... I mean, I think my material is well written, but it's, it's more story driven and it's more interactive. So, you know, you're, I'm physical and I tell stories with my body as well as the words that I, you know, so that's always kind of been of a piece for me, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I was on a scripted series last year that I loved. Now I'm on a talk show that I love. What was the scripted series? 13? Yeah. Yeah. What was that all about? It's kind of a, it was based on a graphic novel and a Belgian graphic novel called 13 about a guy who gets shot in the head, wakes up, doesn't know who he is. Very borny. Wakes up, doesn't know who he is. Uh, and then he spends like, you know, he's being chased and try, people are trying to kill him and he's trying to figure out why. And he found that he was an assassin and he did terrible things before he lost his memory. What was your I, character? I play, uh, C, uh, his, uh, ex-CIA. I was his field, uh, contact. We also were, we also slept together. 
Um, because really? why wouldn't he yeah, look at me? Of course. Yeah. Uh, and, ah. uh, bam. And, uh, or boom, as your Chilean doctor might say. Boom. Uh, baby come now. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and we just was just kind of, we just ran around shooting stuff and blowing things up. I mean, come on. It's like my favorite thing in the world. It was a blast. So up. It That's so gotta great. be a little bit more fun than, than, than hosting. No, it's different because, it's you know, it's, it's grueling. So, you know, anybody who doesn't know hey, scripted TV, I mean, you know, you, it's, we were on like an eight day or 10 day schedule where you're getting up at three in the morning so you can work out and then be in the car at five and then right. work until nine. I mean, you know, and I was shooting in Toronto and we were shooting outdoors. We we're doing location shoots. It would be, you know, six degrees outside. And you're six a cog degrees. in the machine, whereas hosting, it's really so, so much more you and you're the scripter you as get well. To, as yeah. Me. You get to kind of be yourself a little bit more. And I love playing a character. I loved that show and I love this too. And it's just different. I mean, I was really happy when I was doing the series and I'm really happy now. I mean, this is more like I get to be myself. I get to promote my other projects. I like the other women on the show a lot. We have a good time together. So I get to essentially go and play for an hour. Every yeah. Day. And then I'm, you know, we shoot where I done by early afternoon, which is great too. So I can tour on the weekends and come to my podcast. Come to your podcast on the couch. Here. Yeah. You brought up sex scenes. Let's talk about them. How awkward are they? Do you hate them or are they just an okay part of the deal or, or, or a lot of fun? I don't know that they've ever been fun. Uh, because they're never, it's never like, like, just go at it. We'll film it. That's not ever <laughs> how see what happens. It's never like that. Uh, it's always like lie here and cover up your boob and we sure wish just, those were fake. They'd yeah. look so much better. <laughs> Um, so cover up your boob was the opposite of the direction I would go. Yeah. Well, you know, network television. Um, and then like, you know, I haven't done a lot of them, but I did one with, uh, on when I was on Nip Talk and I'm friends with Julian McMahon. And so we just like giggled into each other's face. It was just right. like, you know, it was just like, okay, sure. We're going to do stuff, you know, um, and you know, there's tape over things and someone's got a sock on their junk and it's, you know, it's just odd. Did, uh, I would use one of those little basketball short socks. Did yeah, there you, you go. Do it. Do did it. you, didn't you just do around it? the apartment? Just on around. Your, on your microsuede. That's exactly right. Not a picture I wanted to create for myself. I rolled around I, pre-podcast. I, I immediately regretted it. Yeah. yeah. Me, I, I actually felt great about it. Good. I'm glad. You, you had to do a lesbian scene one time, didn't you? I did. I did do a lesbian scene with Mila Jovovich in 45. Yeah. And she's very attractive. She's an attractive lady. So was, was that awkward? Is that something that you, I don't want to get too personal, but, had you ever it's experimented like it's that? Too late, Ben. And too late in, in what? In uh, the... You're already too personal. Oh, okay, good. Um, in my real life, yeah, uh, not with any, not in any substantive way. Uh, I, like every girl did a little experimentation at some I point. Don't, you know, girls get drunk. Yeah. Um. Uh. No, not in any kind of meaningful way. Um. But I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm like most women are all like a tiny bit gay. You know. I mean, I've always known I, I totally was straight, but every girl's got a little gainer. Right. Um, Why do you think that is? I don't know. It's just it's just women are awesome, right? They're all soft yeah. and they smell good and stuff. Come yeah. Who want a piece of that? Right. Um, and I just think we don't have that. There's, there's also, there's not that barrier, like where people are going to be, oh, you know, I mean, it's just not, it's not there. I think women are already really accustomed to being intimate with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we hold hands, we play with each other's hair, like there's no stigma attached to it. Yeah. I think a lot more guys would, if more guys were more relaxed around each other, that like additional 10% stigma wouldn't be there. You know what I mean? I think there's just cultural norms that deal with it. I don't it. even think it's cultural norms solely. I don't think it's about being relaxed. I just think it's, it's inherent in, the different sexes. In the psyche. It's interesting though, like, uh, I remember when I was in college, like, uh, which wasn't that fucking long ago, thanks, internet. <laughs> um, guys didn't really hug ever. 
Hmm. It was a big deal. Like I remember while I was in college, guys started to hug kind of as like as a phenomenon nationwide. And there would be articles about it. Like, should guys hug? Like, what does it mean? Now everybody hugs and you see like, you know, a a football team wins and they go bananas and they're shoving their crotches in each other's faces and crying (laughs) and shit. That never used to happen. Yeah. Just, just, but just, just, you know, in a straight way. I'm just going to give you like nice heterosexual tea bag. Totally. You know what I mean? Just to show you that. This is just because of my conservative beliefs. Yeah, exactly. I just want to show you how much I love Jesus. That's right. So, um, so I feel like, uh, you know, guys are relaxing a lot. You know what I mean? Which is good. So you think that's going to continue? You think dudes are going to start making out and shit? Uh, well, they're already making out. But I mean like straight dudes. I think that there are probably – there are the guys that and the women that are all the way on the spectrum of straight or yeah. all the way on the spectrum of gay. And yeah. in the middle, most people fall somewhere in the middle, somewhere along that line in the middle. And there are probably a lot of guys out there who are straight who in college got drunk and pulled around the guy. I don't know how I, this conversation got here. That's you my did it. fault as you a host. Did it. I you and Mila you. Jovovich hooking I up. It was you. awesome. Yeah, you, that was, and now here we are. And you know what? That's, be careful what you wish for. I know, right? You want to talk about lesbians making uh, out, and now we're talking about you and a dude and whatever happened to you when you were a sophomore uh, in college. How did I steer that ship yeah, into it? I'm a into, master. Don't fuck that with me. That was amazing. Yeah. But your husband must be, must have been more excited about a lesbian scene than you hooking up with other dudes on camera. <laughs> I don't know that he's ever excited about any of it. Did he show up on set that day? No, no, no. He was. I was uh, shooting in, in uh, Toronto, and he was here in LA. I don't even know if he's seen that movie. What? I'm not one of those people who like pushes my work on people. So like, right. I don't call him and be like, "Let's watch my thingy." Like, if, right. if if no one asks, I never Same volunteer. Here. Same yeah, here. I don't. Which is like, not that I'm ashamed of it, but like, who you know, look at my project, guys. I made a I made a volcano. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> why why should totally. I be forcing my shit on you? So unless totally. someone specifically says, "Can I watch your thing?" Right. I don't ever like volunteer it yeah i always tell people it's like i don't watch your job yeah hey friends I'm, of mine I'm, I'm super stoked to check out the spreadsheets that you made yeah, this week if you right? bust those out however when friends of mine take that like uber seriously yeah. and just never watch my shit and i'm like really yeah been on chelsea 30 times this year you can't watch can't one, one of them volunteer give me one. one hey that was funny yeah. the other day or i cl- i went on the internet i googled it like give, I, give I looked me two at you minutes of your time yeah totally son of a bitch i'm always pleasantly surprised when someone's like i watched your thing because totally. i never i never tell anybody when i'm on and then they get mad like my grandmother when she was alive was always like so it's so sad you were on the thing and i was like grandma sometimes i don't even know when i'm gonna be on tv yeah. and also i again i don't want to be that granddaughter who's like don't you want to watch this episode of CSI where I had to wash a bunch of dildos in a dishwasher? <laughs> Don't you like to see that, Grandma? Grammars. Isn't that the most awkward pick thing? Pick through fecal matter. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Like, my parents listen to all of these podcasts. Oh, and that's I kind of was, unfortunate. I kind of was like, ah, uh, guys, really, you do not have to listen to these. Hi, Nammy and Nammy. Yeah? Nammy so, so weird. But, um, but, uh, I mean, uh, God bless their support. And right yes. now, listen, guys, I love you for your love, but it's too much. <laughs> Tone it back. You grip too tightly. My goodness. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the events of the world shortly, but Very there's exciting. so much more in your exciting career. I want to just. Anything you want to talk about, I'm here for you. Thanks, I just had some, had some freaking kombucha with seeds in it. I'm ready to go. People keep talking about kombucha. Is this something I should be drinking? It's supposed to be good for you. Yeah. Does it yeah. taste good? Nope. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Tastes like tastes <laughs> like something you left in the fridge too long with the top off. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's like most things in my fridge. Right. Well, so it's, it'll be familiar to you. Okay. Yeah, good. You know, when you smell the milk and you think, ugh, I'll just I shouldn't. That's when you, that's what kombucha. Then you drink. That. I'll just yeah. spill it on the couch and lick it up while that's rolling around in the nude. Scoop off the solids. Yeah. And then drink that. Yeah. While you're in your in your uh, in your soccer cup or whatever you were talking about. In my soccer. I cup. I don't know what cup you were talking about. You said you're going to wear a short 
basketball socks. Oh, basketball, basketball socks. What's it? Oh, oh, an those actual pa- pair of basketball. Yeah, socks. those little sh- tiny socks. Oh, you don't get weird what, ankle pants. Look at the pom pom on the back of it. No, oh, see, that's, that's a girl version. No, that's adorable. Now, now that's the socks. picture you do. You have pom pom socks on I your junk. Twisting my in, masculine things <laughs> into feminine things and vice versa. That's what I'm here for. It's amazing how you do that. Um, yes, I'm, I'm. I'm the house of Slytherin to your tea or whatever the other one is <laughs> tell us about friends the <laughs> television show like friends well first of all you you br- did a very important thing because you became the first african-american cast member of the show i was never really a ca- an actual cast well member. you were on for no, a, no, a whole no. season i was on for uh i was on for nine or ten episodes so five at the end of season nine and four i think four or five at the beginning of season ten so firstly because that was something the show was criticized for new york's a diverse town and that was not represented in that show were you happy that you were able to break the barrier was it for you was just an acting gig it was just an acting gig because they didn't write that character as an african-american role they didn't no 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 no. and in fact all the people i auditioned against were mostly not african-american did you go in in whiteface uh well no um, okay. Okay. I mean, I just went in my normal kind of Caucasian friendly way that I, you know, I have, <laughs> have about me, my normal air of moderate, moderate Caucasianness. Um, and, uh, and I knew the show because I'd been a fan, you know, and you know how stand up's life is, you know, when I first moved to LA and I stopped working full time and I was just doing stand up. Yeah. You sleep till about 10 or 11, watch mm-hmm. some Nickelodeon, eat a bowl of cereal, take a nap, you know, yeah. a bowl of cereal. And so right around five o'clock, there was that little double block of reruns, friends. And I used to watch it every day, just trying to figure out stand up acting, uh, sitcom acting because it's so different from other kinds of acting. Right. So by the time I auditioned, I just had seen every episode of the show, right. which really, I think, helped me in the in the room. But it was she was never written African-American. They never addressed it in any of the scripts. Oh, wow. We never talked about it. So to me, that was just a great role on a kick-ass show that I was I knew at the, that time I was lucky to have. Because I think most people get a job and, and then later they look back and go, oh, now I see that was a phenomenon. But I was on the show when it was at its peak. Like, yeah. you know, it had kind of been huge and then it had gone down a little bit. And then season nine and season 10 were massive so i just was pinching myself pretty much the whole time and you and i uh both studied at the same not the same time but the same acting mm-hmm. school leslie Kahn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and before i ever studied there you actually told me i asked you how you got on friends and you had any advice mm-hmm. and you told me that you knew the show really well and that you studied leslie Kahn. Mm-hmm. Would, do you think her method in particular was something that really helped you or like what's your approach to acting do you what's your approach oh, i just memorize the lines and then fucking pray <laughs> just fucking pray no you know um uh, you know, the reason I liked Leslie as a teacher was because I felt like she had a very practical method. I mean, her, her mm-hmm. approach was to get you competent and, and, and confident, uh, like in the, in quickly. And I don't mean like she was quick and dirty, but just like she, you didn't spend a bunch of time like trying to remember what it was like to be in the womb or like, right. ah, now I'm a piece of cheese. You know what I mean? Right. Now I'm a tree. Like we didn't do a lot of that. You know? Yeah. But, and then, yeah. And then you spend nine hours being a tree and then you wonder why you're here. And then yeah. that's the, the drinking starts. She was just about <laughs> like trying to get you understanding your own process as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and getting to like the truth of the scene really fast. So that was great. Um, and then, you know, I don't know, comics, a, a lot of us rely on mimicry on some level. So there's that, you know what I mean? Whatever you mm-hmm. can't get to organically, that last 10%, you just fake it. Right. Um, but you know, the, you, you know, you, being a standup makes you fearless. I That's think, so I mean, true. it just makes you unafraid to get in there and be aggressive and, and, uh, and because you just have had so many times where, you know, aggression was the only thing that was going to keep you from being, you know, booed off stage or beaten this is with true. a piece of metal. Somehow though, even though like, we've survived metal beatings and everything on the stand-up stage, it's somehow still the casting room is a little bit intimidating sometimes. They just have this air of authority over you. Yeah, As a stand-up, yeah. you have the authority at least. Yeah, you go to these true. rooms and they're just like, they give you this cold glare sometimes. So intimidating. Makes you just lose your entire mojo. I've had mojo. some awful auditions too. I had one where a guy like took a call in the middle of my, my audition. I almost fucking lost my mind. And I'm at the point now where if that ever happened to me, I would just throw something at him. But back then I was so intimidated. I was like, oh no, take your call in the middle of my fucking audition. <laughs> oh my douchebag. God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I've had people eat and stuff like that. And it's, it's, you know, I think that one thing that she taught me and I, you know, is it like, you know, look, you've got your five or 10 minutes in this room with these people and they should respect you. You know, mm-hmm. you spent a bunch of time preparing this material. You brought it in. The least they can do is, you know, not lean over to their friend and talk about yeah. what they're for dinner. The know? most frustrating thing to me on auditions possibly is, or not possibly for sure, is when you have like 12 pages of an audition or eight pages, four scenes mm-hmm. and the two meaty ones up front, you work all weekend on and kind of the other two and you walk in, they're like, we're skipping the first two. <laughs> right. We're skipping the one where you had the, like, I'm going to do yeah. this. It's going to be, it's going to be killer. I worked on this all weekend. It's going to, it's going to kill. Yeah. They're like, yeah, just skip to the part where you don't say anything. I, I, I think it's literally very rude to the actor to it not tell them in advance what you're going to be doing. Like, it is. Why, you waste so many hours. It's true. And it's uh, true. and the one interesting thing I learned though with Leslie Kahn about it was how technical sitcom acting was. Very much more technical than dramatic acting. So much more. Yeah, absolutely. The turns and the reverses and, and all. Yeah, yeah reverse like motion, of stillness, and all these different <laughs> techniques. Boomtown. Yeah. yeah, like that. All this good stuff. Yeah. So Chong Bonix on Twitter wants to know who's a better kisser, Joey or Ross? I want Chong Bonix to know that's the that's the only time anyone's ever asked me that question. Really? It's, no. it's a brand new question yeah, for it's you. Brand new. Never you look excited to answer it. Never been asked that before. Totally. In the last ten years since I did the show. <laughs> um, uh, what is the answer to that question? You know, I, I'll say this about that. It, you're, it, you're not really in your body when you're kissing somebody for a show. It's not, that's not what you're, th- you're not thinking like, I'm making out with Joey or I'm making out with Matt LeBlanc. You're just thinking like, you know, uh, don't stick your tongue in this person's mouth. You don't really know them that well. Don't suck. Did I have enough mints? I feel like I have to pee. I might pee a little bit. I'm flop sweating. I hope you can't tell that I'm flop sweating. I have gas. Don't fart on Matt LeBlanc. That's all you're thinking. <laughs> you're not thinking like, oh, I'm making out. You know what I mean? And, 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 and what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. So I can't really tell you that. I mean, it was just being in character and trying not to suck. But I will, time. I will infer from your answer that since you were so nervous and focused on the Matt LeBlanc kiss and didn't give a lot of thought to the Ross kiss. <laughs> By the time I started making out with David, I'd been on the show for like six episodes. It was a lot easier to do. You sure. know what I mean? I had spent a bunch of time with him. Um, he, he, that, that whole relationship was kind of the payoff of that storyline because when I auditioned, they said, look, they told me I was going to be a love interest for, for Joe, for Ross, but the first ep- the very first episode, the very first week, I was kissing Matt LeBlanc by the end of the episode, which I hadn't known. Wow. So I didn't know that was what was going to happen. Why did they at spring all. that on you? Yeah, uh, you know, they, they, said they had a whole, they had a whole idea in their head, but you know, they're not going to give you all the secrets at, right. off, the, off the bat. So, um, so it was like a shock, I think versus by the time I got to the David kiss, you know, this, there'd been this whole build. Right. Plus you're hot and Matt LeBlanc apparently is good looking and Ross is schlubberific. No, no, Dave. You don't Dave? have to respond to that. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, I, I, David I think they're both attractive and, and I think David, when in person, he's really tall. He's good looking. He's built. Nice, uh, he okay. has a nice kind of dark animal magnetism. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. He, you, you'd wreck it. You think yeah, so? Yeah, look in the look in those eyes. You think I'd invite him onto the couch? Whip off that little tennis sock with the pom pom on the back. And we'd hug Fling each other, it. man style. Fling, yes, nice and tight. Of course show, we would. Show him his boss. <laughs> oh my God, go Tony Danza on him. <laughs> That's right. Why are we doing this? I right don't now? know. It's going to happen the whole show. Though. Can we talk about things happening in the world? Absolutely. For a minute, we Let's might pop go. back to your personal life as it as it feels appropriate. But okay. I really felt so uncomfortable there. <laughs> that was my to. goal, just to make it so that it was just you had to like back out and <laughs> duck out of the room without making eye contact. Oh my god! Um, one of the uh, one of the heroes in my life in this world, Miley Cyrus, blasted your hero by a conservative group this week. Aimlo. <laughs> yeah, she was blasted <laughs> by a conservative group. Uh, this right wing watchdog group 
uh, the Culture and Media Institute, which aims to, quote, preserve and help restore America's culture, character, traditional values, and morals against the assault of the liberal media elite. Oh, God. So um, fun. Calling out the 19-year-old star for these photos that she that TMZ uh, Oh, for the story. penis cake? Penis cake. Oh, the penis cake. She's yeah. licking this penis cake and making <laughs> penis moves and a lot of penis, penis, penis yeah. action on this yeah. cake. Yeah. And so um, it's an interesting topic because, as you indicated with the with the aim low, you're not a huge Miley Cyrus fan. Not particularly. But this group also. She's a nice girl from what I understand. I know some people that know her. From what I understand, she's a, a nice girl. She's also 19. She 19? Yep. So everybody was a douchebag at 19. Yeah. It's just that none of us had cameras on us. And not only that, but around the country and the world, hundreds of thousands of women are biting into penis cakes at this very moment mm-hmm. at a bachelorette party Thank or God. some kind of other female oriented activity. Thank God. And, uh, well, it's better they bite into the cake than the real thing. And, it, um, oh, that's true. Yes. Biting. Uh, please, speaking. no teeth. And so, true. uh, you know, in her particular case, she's just having to do all of her stupid kid stuff. In front of the world. And I think it's unfair. You know, I think it's unfair. And look, I get that they feel like young people look up to her. But at this point in her life, she's off the Disney train. She's she's a, an adult, at least legally. She, she bought the cake for her boyfriend, by the way. It was a cake right. for, the, for the boyfriend. Which, that's a weird move. What, what are you saying about the boyfriend? What boyfriend wants a penis cake? I don't know. She's hilarious. She's she's just a laugh right a minute. And isn't it a weird thing about our culture, too, that... Women, bachelorette parties, penis cakes, penis necklaces, penis straws. Yeah, oh yeah. Guys at bachelorette parties, they don't have vagina necklaces. That's probably because they just don't know where to get them. They don't know how to, they don't know no. how to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this exactly that I have? I, what about, I reckon it looks faintly familiar and yet mash. I don't think I've ever seen it up close. <laughs> it just starts smashing Strange. around in this cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I also think that that you know these people should be worried about people that are actually having an impact on their kids and this is she's an adult she can do what she wants she needs on the other hand to get better friends who don't take pictures of her biting into a penis cake yeah and, and talking about it on smoking weed and filming just her get, smoking salvia just hire a large just like a 300 pound guy of whatever ethnicity you pr- you prefer whatever makes you feel cozy yeah some version of big rob and whenever he sees somebody with a cell phone out just have him slap it out of their hands and grind it to dust or just hide behind his son's Yes, the, covering the shade that he's creates by eclipse crater yeah, of his exactly. large torso. Exactly. I interviewed Miley Cyrus. Did you for this story? Um, Did you about a year ago? Knowing the story would happen. Before, happened. very prescient. Yeah, I was. You're uh, like a, you're like the Mayan of your time. I am. Mm-hmm. I am, and I did not predict my own demise either. No. Which will probably come in mid February. Right now. Right now. I know. Right now. Slow God spiral downward. Um, but I was uh, hosting the Grammy red carpet live, the Grammys, and then the Cl- Clive Davis pre-Grammy party. And this is what I asked her exactly about her public persona. Let's hear it. And it's probably coming. And if it doesn't, I'll just, I'll do her vault. I'll be like, you didn't predict this either. I didn't. No, I did no, not. No, so clearly not. my predictory abilities. <laughs> Predictive? Predictive. But I feel like predictory. Why couldn't that be a word? Because it's not. I know, but think about it. It follows every rule. It's so difficult to say. Predictory? Predictory. You said it very easily. But what else? What else, What other word does it parallel? Predicament? No. Oh, what other word does it parallel the breakdown of that? Yeah. Predictory, like perfunctory. But <laughs> what's perfunct? Perfunct. Things are perfunct up in this book, up in this piece. <laughs> Why is shit getting all Someone, perfunct? Someone opened a window, God's perfunct. Yeah, it's getting okay. perfunct up right. in my couch. <laughs> I need to towel it down. Here's the clip. For sure. Now, let me ask you a question about your the, the, the bubble you're forced to live in when you become recording artists these days at the level that you're at. It's not just about your music and your art. It really becomes 
focus on your personal life, on everything that you do. Do you feel like that's unnecessary? Is it annoying? Or do you feel like that's part of the game and it's fun to play it's that? part of the game now. It's because we all, now it's all about computers and, and when you're social networking and all that kind of stuff. That's why I got off Twitter, all that. I kind of just wanted to be about who I am. And I know there's always going to be things about my personal life out there, but I can't control it. But when I'm on, you know, a carpet or I'm at a event or whatever, you know, I never really answer too many questions about my personal life. I try to keep it, you know personal and be able to be the entertainer and be who I am on stage because who I am on stage and who I am off stage is, is different. Along that line, let me ask you five very personal questions in a row. Oh, uh, perfect. I, I love those. They're my favorite. Uh, well, what I like is that she admitted that who she is off stage is Miley Cyrus and who she is on stage is Hannah Montana. So I'm glad that we finally got that cleared up. Yeah, no one knew that. that people, It's like she's got a blonde wig on. It can't possibly be the same person. How could it be? It's a Clark Kent syndrome. It's how could I can't. She, it's like she's a different person and <laughs> with that crooked ass wig on. And she's back on Twitter. Of course, we, that wasn't going to last. Because Twitter's a drug. It really Twitter is, is a addictive. drug. When you're alone in your apartment at night, nobody loves you and your career's That's on the, the streets. And there's pictures of penis cakes all over the internet. What's going to make you feel better? Going on Twitter. Yeah. Have people Twitter. hate and on drinking, you and love you. Drinking and then also going on Twitter. Drinking on Twitter is a good idea. Don't tweet and drink. Don't drink. Don't drink I know. Tweet. I, 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 I regret very little of what I say on Twitter, mainly because I just don't really care that much about how other people feel. But, yeah. um, but I, I do regret Anytime I drink and go and then tweet. I try to avoid drinking and tweeting. What I, what I have a problem, that's never great, but at least people can kind of feel like tell you're drunk. Right. But I sometimes stone tweet. No, that's terrible. And that, I mean, I'm, I'm putting up riddles up there. Right. Just, just like math with like, there's like, there's not enough integers to like solve the problem. (laughs) Perfunctory. There's no N. I can't find the N. So I can't solve for N because the N is not there. So if you could just, I, I always look at the tweet and I go, will I be upset if somebody reads this back to me later? Like, will it, will I be like, wow, that was a mistake. And if, if I can, if I've got the, the faculty to evaluate that, I'll, I won't tweet it if I think it's going to be bad later. But, yeah, I yeah. struggle because sometimes also, you know, being safe ain't the way to make your mark either. No, it's true. No one's retweeting. Hey, guys, just had a bowl of cereal. <laughs> feeling good, feeling regular. You know who is retweeting that? General Mills. Yeah, they are. They're like, excellent. The Glad general send loves you it. some boxes of oaten. O's, I don't know. Oat nose. Oat nose. Oat nose. Who doesn't love oat nose? Oh, 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 I don't I'm know. I'm staying nose. away from. I'm staying away from brand names on your show. I don't know what kind of deep pockets you had. I don't know if you want zero okay, deep pockets. Okay, Fuck every Cheerios, product. Cheerios, Cheerios, Apple Jacks. Right. Send this motherfucker some cereal, or 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 sue him for for you know some kind of copyright infringement. You've never done this because you're a woman, but you ever make love to a piece of Cheerio or a Fruit Loop? Um, it's, it's, you know what I'm gonna do with that? Yeah. Let it sit where you put it. Okay, great. Okay. Um, in Miley's defense, however, um, she's been a strong proponent for gay rights. Yes. Part of the no hate campaign. Clearly um, she's chomping on a giant penis. Yeah. The gays had to love that. It's a strong point. <laughs> Giving her boyfriend, presumably straight penis cake. He is, he is a, a lovely and straight fellow. And I'm sure she thought it was hilarious and ironic. I think also, I don't think there's anything negative about penis cake. If you're a woman or if you're a gay man, the human enjoy body your- is a beautiful thing and it's a natural thing. Yeah, and it should be on a cake, obviously. I'll eat a cake. I don't care what shape the cake is. If is it's right? cake, I'm down for whatever. Yeah. Yes. I will, I will eat a cake shaped like a baby. I mean, I won't, I won't like, well, I will like it because it's cake. Sure. I might feel badly about it, but like once the head's gone, I won't feel as bad. No, you don't, once the head's gone, the rest is just sustenance. Just, it's just like arms and legs. It could be any kind of animal. You no know, worries. Like a point, little, little barrel tummy. I'll be like, I'm, I'm gonna get it. Just give me a couple baby fingers. Just being <laughs> tiny little digits. <laughs> Cause it's not a baby, it's just cake. It's the truth. And it's not a penis, it's just cake. It's true. Delicious cake. We are already talking about Twitter. Penis Let's talk flavored about cake. Penis flavored cake. Oh, I've no, never tried it. It's awful. Sounds like an awful idea. Rub it on the couch. Um, Twitter agreed to censor itself this week. Big news. I read about that. Twitter has agreed to censor itself in certain countries, created outrage all over the world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about this? Because basically they're arguing that it's actually better for, for people across the world because they already agreed to censor things that broke certain countries' laws. They would take them down globally. Now they're just going to targetedly take them down. You know, this is a really challenging thing because I think that over the last couple of years, especially with the Arab Spring, Twitter has proven to be a force for good in a lot of countries that don't have traditional modes of communicating with each other. And, you know, specifically in, uh, in Iran, uh, there were, and I feel like Syria, they were setting up these kind of mirror servers where people could still stay yeah. on Twitter, even though the government had blacked out the, you know, had blacked out the, 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 the formal service for Twitter and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's a bad, I think it's a bad thing. But I do know like our government, you know, is monitoring Twitter constantly. There was that guy that just tweeted, he, like some British guy or Irish guy tweeted he was about to come destroy America and what he meant was like he was going to go come here and get fucked up. Right. And they stopped him at the airport and sent his drunk Irish ass right back. Yeah, he's like, right I'm going to have Irish Europe. car bombs yeah. and kamikazes yeah. while and destroying like, America. Not, not here you won't, you dirty limey fuck. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, if, if I think, um, I think that, I think everyone would agree that, uh, and maybe everyone doesn't agree. I personally believe that information needs to be free. And I think that this is a crazy thing to say because I'm not advocating for any of these careful, like, oppressive, careful. you know, for these oppressive regimes, but, um, they're trying to control something that can't be controlled. And I guess if you're trying to figure out who's doing bad stuff, it's better to have them tweeting freely so you can see what the fuck they're up to. That's true. Than having everything be blocked. That's true. I mean, it, this is a lose, this is an unwinnable war. This is like trying to build a dam. You know, against the Colorado River with, you know, your hands and a couple of, of sandwich bags, you're going to lose. So the fact I followed that, that analogy. Thank you. It wasn't very good. I liked it. It was, it was it. as leaky as the your dam. Your hands are in sandwich bags. It was as leaky bags. as the dam that I just put with my hands water. and two sandwich slip. bags. Thank you. You're, you're going to slip do it. all over the place. We are going to wash away. Yeah. And the bags are just going to drag you under. They're filled with water and drag you down to an early water. Well, the pot just fly right off your hands. That's probably Almost not even too. should have been there in the first place. And you're going to say in your head, why did I think that was going to work? No. Without even rubber bands around the brim. Much like I thought when I tried to make that analogy. Right. Point being, that I think that these governments are waging a, a failing war and Twitter should not be complicit in that. They should just wash their hands of it altogether right. and say, look, that's on you and whatever you want to do inside your own country is fine, but we're not going to participate. Yeah, because it was a big part of the uprising, not only in I want to find out what Iran. people in uh, Iran and Syria think about the Kardashians. Right? Right? Let's hear it. Absolutely. Right? Let's get that trending topic going. But Let's it was, do it. There's also a big part of it in, in Egypt and in Bahrain and in Tunisia. Yeah. It's been a huge thing in the Occupy Wall Street movement here in LA. It's mm-hmm. a huge, huge thing. And I, I think, honestly, that Profit, we just need to have a global mandate that profit cannot be the ruling factor. The main reason, reason Twitter has said that they wanted to do this is because they're right now at like a hundred million subscribers globally and they want to get to a billion. It's mm-hmm. like, that's great. Well, but censorship isn't going to help. Yeah, that's not going to, you're going to turn off so many people. For example, one man in Egypt, uh, uh, he's an Egyptian activist named Mahmoud Salem who operates for some strange reason under the name Sand Monkey. Well, I don't that's know why he just, would choose that. That's just racist. It, it is about yeah. his own self. Right. It's he's very con- weird. He's confused. He's a confused man. Yeah. This sand monkey. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But, um, it's, he says, this is very bad news. Is it safe to say that hashtag Twitter is selling us out? I think so. I don't so. think you have to hashtag Twitter, by the way. I think just put Twitter. That's a good point. I mean, they'll that's, find it. That's a little too meta. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> totally true. And in China, even also, you know, they have actually blocked Twitter in China, but activists inside the country are still accessing it through yeah, roundabout these, servers. These, yeah, these kind of mirror servers and these satellite. Uh, the, this is a losing battle and Twitter just needs to step out and let the, you know, let the dogs fight and, uh, and yeah. not, not get in the middle of it. Because you know what? If you're, you get in the middle of a dog fight, who gets bitten? You. Well, you do. Yeah. And the dogs. Well, the dogs will get bitten too. What happens if you're in the middle of a dog fight and all you have to protect yourself is your hands plastic bagged? 
you know, now in that particular case, that might work because no, it's not going to work either. Oh, it could. No, it's not going to work. The, the, I can see the dog's trying to bite your hands and sliding right off. No, it's not. Is this pre-dam spill or post-dam spill? How wet are you? Maybe it's pre-dam spill. Post-dam spill, you're, you're down river. That's right. Coughing up a lung on the side of the river. But if you're in a dog fight, I'd like to be in a dog fight while going down river slippy with bags on my hands because. How about I have a taser? Yeah. And I tase the dogs. Okay. And then you get a letter from the SPCA. Hey, if it gets me out of the river this and is the a dog hypothetical. fight. It's a hypothetical. It's I'm a fine hypothetical. with it. Okay. And then I just dive into a penis cake and call it a day. I liked it. That's <laughs> ah. nice. Put a bow on that one. I will do my best. The G spot doesn't exist. What? It's the question. Shippers. Researchers have said there's no conclusive evidence for center of the female, uh, sexual pleasure zones after reviewing a hundred studies conducted over the past 60 years. You seem to disagree. This is all men that did these studies, right? It's just bad lovers. I just can't find it. I don't know. It doesn't, it's not even there. Plus the game is coming on. Can we just conclude this study? It's not G-spot there. She's stands for giants. She can't, she just, she keeps asking me to find it and it's like, come on, man, let's just get this over with. You think it does exist? Around the horn's gonna be on. <laughs> around the horn is a perfect metaphor for finding the G-spot. Right? That's what they say it is, isn't it? Kind of around the horn and back it is, it is towards the top. Around the horn, around towards the inside there. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think, I think that, I think that the G spot is, uh, is one of those things that you're like, I think, that, I think I got it. I think <laughs> this gotta be, what? I mean, I, I, I know where I, I've always thought I knew where it was. I think everybody has been saying it's in, been in the same spot for, uh, it's for, the belly button, right? Okay. Is that not? You and you and your Cheerio and your belly button. Sucks. You take that and you put it right back in your. I pocket. often will bang a belly button I'm covered par- Cheerio. I'm not participating in this. On this couch, I'm not going to support you in this choice. No, I was always told not to be too graphic. I was always told you go inside, like you use your finger and it's inside, and you go towards like the top yep. wall. That is that pull is, it up yeah. and back, mm-hmm. kind of like you're making a little button hook with your with finger, your finger. Mm-hmm. and it's right there. That is, and that it is feels a little consensus. special to me there. Well, you got your finger inside a vagina. It better yeah. feel special, right? <laughs> Can you imagine if it was just like this again. <laughs> <laughs> he died inside, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Oh, vagina again. Right? No What's more of that. My luck. <laughs> All I wanted was a penis cake. <laughs> but so, so you think it does exist, or, or do you think maybe some women have it, some women don't have it? I think it might be more likely that some women have it, some women don't have it. Um, because it's supposed to be this kind of confluence of nerve endings right. in a specific spot. And I can see how, even though the human body generally follows the same kind of uh, roadmap, that everybody's different. You know, some people, they're ticklish. Some people aren't ticklish. Right. Some people like when you suck their toes. Some people, well, everybody likes that, I, I imagine. Some find it to be an overwhelming sensation. Exactly. And though, because they maybe they have more nerve endings. They're most sensitive to the nerve endings. Sure. That kind of a thing. So, so if we, if we follow that tack, maybe those guys just uh, scratched up a bunch of, Bunch of malformed women. It's just astounding though. We talked last week about how Stephen Hawking even says that women are a complete mystery to him. I mean, it's, well, it's because there's not a mathematical theorem. There's not an algorithm for women. Why not? Mm, it would sorry. be great if there were. Mm. It just astounds me how different women really are like champagne snowflakes. plus cake equal women. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, women no are two like, are the same. No two are vaginas like are the same. Some are like Please bifold wallets, some are like trifold wallets. all knowledge in a bar. A girl will jump all over you. Right? Ladies are like snowflakes, bitches. Yeah. Seems they'll come running. They're, They're a lot of fun running. to play with for a couple minutes and they melt and you want them to get the fuck out of there because you're wet. Okay, stop that. <laughs> and they're pretty. Why did you turn into Vinnie Barbarino? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the wet playing something else going on over here, Sandy. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't either. I just find it amazing how some women like orgasm very easily. Some women orgasm without having any kind of like external simulation. Some women can only do it with external simulation. I mean, you know, yeah. women are like snowflakes. Women I'm with can't ever 
well. It's not cool. Again, you're aiming low. I know, but listen. Maybe you're aiming too low. Throw me a bone for crying out loud. You need to move up from the knee, kneecap or whatever. That's an interesting point. Right to the belly button. Jump yeah, right, right to right the erogenous right. belly button. <laughs> Very interesting point. You need a spotter. The first lady. <laughs> That's a good idea. That is a very good idea. I heard a joke this week, last week, a couple weeks ago. I guess I should tell now that I already mentioned it. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, some, a ski instructor had told me this joke. He goes, this guy is having trouble getting his wife to orgasm. So um, he, he tries everything, and then it's too hot in their apartment. So he he gets a, air conditioning. It's too cold. He can't do it. So his friend recommends you should get one of your neighbors to come over, one of your neighbor dudes come over and fan your wife with a towel. So he invites his next-door neighbor to come over and fan his wife with a towel, and he's fanning her. And it's 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 not working. So then he's like, "Let me give it a go. See if I can get her to orgasm." So he starts. The neighbor starts to have sex with the guy's wife, and the guy's husband, the girl's husband, is fanning them with the towel. And she finally orgasms. And the guy says, "That's how you fan somebody with a towel." Nah. Regretted that joke from second one. Even, that's the sound you make when you hear joke. Ah. Like, okay. Ah, back of the guy. He's okay. got a back of the room comedian's laugh. Yeah. Ah, that's funny. I see what they're going for. You did it. Uh, First Lady Michelle Obama boosts lingerie company sales. The mm. London Telegraph reports First Lady along with the Queen of Qatar, Sheikha Moza. It's pronounced Cutter. Cutter? Mm-hmm. That's right, actually. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Cutter. I'm here True. to help. Thank you so much. Um, closed off part of Madison Avenue to spend time in the luxury lingerie shop um, called Agent Provocateur. Oh, I Spent know that store. Spent 50 grand. Okay. The the Queen of Cutter did. No, they say Michelle Obama spent fifty grand. I can't believe no, it. I can't believe it either. Because she's so humps chops at Target. Yeah. And then drop fifty grand. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think that maybe the whole thing was see, the Queen of Cutter, fifty grand probably was like in the bottom of her bag next to oh, like chewed gum and a half yeah. thing of Rolades. There's no way that the first lady spent fifty thousand dollars on underwear. I heard that by the way, the Queen of Cutter is a cutter. Nice. I don't know no, what that was. No, it's okay. It was two inside. But here's here's the question. I, we, we can't independently verify if it's true or not. No. Michelle Obama spent 50 grand. But Let's, do we, we, we want to see the receipt. I'd like to see the receipt. I'd like to see the items, personally, right. oh, I, that yeah. she purchased. On her? Yeah. You going to do that now? You, yeah. You going gonna to call out the FLOTUS? Well, that's my question, okay. is should the POTUS and the FLOTUS <laughs> be preserved as this high on a pedestal, elegant thing? Or can't? is it okay for us to, to, to think about them sexualized a little bit? Well, they're young enough for people to think about them having a sexual life. You know what I mean? I mean, nobody wanted to think about the Reagans getting down. No. I mean, it's just like rickety, creaking bones. And Where's oh, your belly button? Oh, boy. Sciatica. Bring, bring your belly again. button here. Ronnie, you're Where, on my hair. Where's your G-spot for gummy bears? <laughs> I love gumdrops, <laughs> jelly beans, and gummy bears <laughs> while making love to you, Nance. <laughs> And now it's already it's bearded into that's what it ter- means. Terrifying. It means Reagan's, Reagan's assortment candies. Just 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 eating candy while he's riding while banging Nancy down to <laughs> down to Farmville. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Do when the Secret think- Service shows up here, just please duck low. That's okay. not on their radar. Now we'll update. He's gone anyway. So um, yeah, rest in peace. Except for the except for the part where you drove the country's economy into the shitbox. So I, uh, I didn't remember doing that. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> um, so I mean, and they're kind of the hottest. They're, for, they're since, totally. since the since the, since the Kennedys. Since I think the, the Kennedys. best looking couple we've ever had in yeah. the White House. I remember because you 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 see political figures in an, an asexual way, generally yes, speaking, absolutely. unless they have scandals come out. Mm-hmm. But then I remember one time, like two years ago, I don't know what I must have been you know, in a particularly horny mood or something. All of a sudden, the sexual thoughts about Michelle Obama entered my head. <laughs> And suddenly I was like, I was very turned on by the idea of 
the president and the first lady having like kind of kinky sex. I think it would be. I think that I think that people like the idea that you might have this really kind of virile, like handsome kind of guy who's like a go getter in there. You know what I mean? That could be kind of exciting. Can you imagine? Yeah. I, but also, part of me who wants to think about the bushes doing it. Either no. sets of bushes. Yeah, people right? bushes out Despite these days. Despite the name, but it's, that's why. In spite of the name, even in sex, no one wants a bush no, anymore. No, exactly. Not even Not in even. sex. But take that to the waxery. But. <laughs> Take thee Bra- to a waxery. Get thee to a waxery. But Brazilian that up. In in my fantasy, I think I pictured Michelle being the more aggressive one. Just not weird because you know Obama's the one you know in charge of the world and killing people and bombing people. But I feel like Michelle was gonna be like, "It's my turn." He's like, <laughs> he's like well, "It's okay. Well, let's do what you gotta do. <laughs> let's just make it up." I love it. I love it. I'm enjoying that immensely. Right? Yes. I can see that. Do, do, yeah, she's gonna bring the nuclear option. Do you, right? Right. Press the button. Mm-hmm. G- he'll find that G spot. <laughs> do you? Can you see that? Like, who do you think would be the more sexually aggressive one of the two? I think that they've been married long enough that they probably switched that role around. I mean, we've been married a while. We've been married sure. a while. Someone's. It's like sometimes one person's more on top of the stick. Sometimes the other one. How long have you been married for? Oh my god, for a very long time. <laughs> very long time. I married my college boyfriend. I've been married forever. Oh wow, you yeah. married your college boyfriend? College boyfriend. Yeah. How and why? Uh, I was drunk. Um, <laughs> so drunk. No, you know, I just, I, I'm not, uh, well, I love being married and I'm kind of like a general advocate for the concept of marriage. I'm not one of those traditionalists who's like, everyone needs to get married and have kids. Right. Uh, I just happen to meet the right guy. He was a great guy. And you hey, know, you're married how many years? 18. And I mean, you never, I mean, come on. It's crazy. A long time, one person. Long time, yeah, it's one long time, one person. I mean, Jesus H. Christ yeah. on a popsicle stick. <laughs> You're sure about this? Yes. Well, at this point, I better be. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm committed. I'm in. You're, you're still yeah. turning back. The tree has grown around the fence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good for you. That's, that's I, I admire that in Hollywood. Yeah. That's a world record. Yeah. I think it is. I'm going my double diamond anniversary. Well, I don't even know what that is. That was like five years in Hollywood years. Double, double diamond. Double diamond. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You made it five years. You've done it. You know who else is in a very committed sexual relationship mm. and loving relationship? Mm. Cynthia Nixon. Yes, she is. Sex in the City's Miranda. Yes, she she's in a nice, le- loving, long-term lesbian relationship yeah. where her girlfriend apparently doesn't care that she shaved her head and looks like a, a new recruit in the Marines. This is true. Yes. But she made controversy this week. I remember. Miranda. Mm-hmm. Because she said that her lesbianism is a choice. Mm. And people are like, whoa, Lesbians gay rights furious. advocates were Lesbians very are, angry. Lesbians are making angry vegan casseroles they all were, over the country right now. Yeah, man. They were yes. throwing softball cleats everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about it on my show uh, that, uh, you know, for I think I think for her, she's saying this is my experience. This was what I went through. Um, and I think, you know, in all likelihood she's probably bisexual and that she had some attraction to men some attraction to women she chose to be in a lesbian relationship that's different than saying i'm a you know les like lesbianism or being gay is a choice that you right um that's what just came out actually she just actually came out and said that that she clarified her statement after mm -hmm. all all the outrage and she said that for her it's a choice because she actually technically is bisexual yeah but for most gay people or straight people it's not a choice not a choice the gender you're into no no and i you know i think uh a few people have said this and i think kat said it on our show but i think it's it's a dangerous thing to say when you have a lot of young people who are uh, are a being targeted for their homosexuality with violence, or b end up you know take, trying to take their own lives because they're so confused by yeah. it because they get something they've done wrong or there's something wrong with them. So in her particular case, you know, it was probably ill advised. Yeah, I don't know why she would have said that. Almost was, as ill advised as her shaving her head. Yeah, if she was so rational on Sex in the City. Where do you she think did she went seem wrong? Pretty reasonable. 
She was the reasonable one. Yeah, she was. Too many cosmopolitans. That'll, that'll, that'll curdle your brains. It might be what it is. Curdle your brains. Who do you think was the hottest sex in the city girl? Nah. You don't want to answer this? No. I have a favorite. Okay. I, I believe just asked you so I could say that Let's I think Kristen Davis is one of the hottest women on planet Earth. Nice. I'll tell you you said hi. You know her? No, I don't. Oh, God. I need to relax. Yeah. And now that I know that you feel this way about her, and, and the, you, you literally like, there was like a strain in your, oh, God. God. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's I'm like, going to, I'm not going to pass on any. You're not going to say her? Not giving, I'm not giving her I take it note. back. I'm not giving her your note. No, I just. I'm um, not giving her that card you made out of macaroni. None of it. I was just thinking of Paula Dean making a ham. I was like, mm. <laughs> Sure you were. U.S. surveillance drones spark outrage in Iraq. Outrage. There's nothing but outrage around the world this week. I know. It's a crazy Everyone's week. Everyone's so pissed. I know. Well, firstly, what happened Why don't you was. Guys chill. Obama on a Google Plus hangout he did a couple nights ago oh. literally did this big town hall meeting with people on Google. They could ask him questions back and I'm follow glad up. I'm that the POTUS has figured out Google Plus because I can't figure that shit out for the life of me. I, I don't want to go on it. People friend me. I don't know to put him in the circle or kick him out of the circle. You just went right on? I'm I, rebelling. I don't even know how. I don't know how it works. Are it's, we just supposed to automatically go on every social network they shove in our I face? I don't know, but you feel like if you don't do it now, you're not an early adopter and then you get left behind when everyone's loving Google and Plus no and you're followers. still hanging on a fucking MySpace. I know. You know? But still, like, I, I don't d- like it. We have to check a billion it's things every day. Work. I too much work. Too much work. And then you don't update certain platforms. Everybody writes you a letter. Why don't right. you love us? I don't know because I don't understand you. I know. I don't understand what you do. It's like I was saying, it's like, it's like, you know, like, I don't know. Some kind of strange food, like Ethiopian food. Like I don't really, I, I know I should like it. I don't understand how to eat it. What hand do I pick the bread up with? <laughs> it's so spicy. I feel like I'm having an out of body experience. It is and, very and, and similar then I to Indian food. Confused. Yes, exactly. It is. Right. It's delicious. Backwards, and yet, head down, going down a dam. Is this vegetarian? Is it? Is it meat? And it's just been cooked so long. It seems like it's vegetables. I don't understand. This is Google Plus you're talking about. Uh, yeah, or Indian food. Or Indian food. Indian food's delicious. Yeah. It, ah! it is. It can be. I'm torn about it because a lot of Indian people live in this building, and for the first two years when I lived here, there were the smell of Indian cooking would waft through my window. Mm-hmm. And smelling Indian food is not the best part of it, and smelling it not being able to then eat it made it worse. <laughs> I think smelling smelling anything delicious and spicy and confusing, and then yeah. not being able to actually kind of like put a taste with the smell that right. could be challenging. Especially because if you ever smelled a smell, now we're off that. But if you ever smelled a smell that could be food or could be some kind of excreta, and you're like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. This could be a delicious meat product, or yes. it could be like something that just passed through a person's body. I do. That's know a what terrible. You're about. And then not being able to like actually peg the smell to a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just does, it makes you confused. Like something weird, and I don't know what this says about me, but sometimes chamomile tea, which I love, you do love, smells tea. a little like sperm. Let's you 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 really need help. I want you to know that you really need assistance. <laughs> I'm just nobody ever experienced. You know, no, ever connect no. that? No, intimacy little... with the smell of sperm is the first issue that with that sentence. Well, listen, I've I, I, I've lived 33 long years. I've 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 never I've I've smelled it. I've been in the proximity of it. <laughs> Well, of of my own. That's good to know. Of my own. Okay. Smells chamomile tea-ish. Yes. No one's ever thought that. No. You've never. No. What food do you think I, smells like I something ex- excretionary? Because it's too feminine. Um. No, like uh, I like, like how you brought up foods that smell like body excretions, and I took it too far onto your tennis sock with a right. pom pom. Yeah. I find when you smell like a meat, like meat, certain meat products, like cooking meat or yeah. meat sauce, that that could be food or it could be like gaseous emissions they've taken too far have i it's okay i know you i know you want to put it back in my face and i'll take it because i deserve it i deserve it and i'm going to take my meat, lumps meat sauce smells like meat smells you're, you're walking outside you smell like a barbecue yeah. it smells like it's, it's cooking meat but then you're like maybe it's not cooking meat or maybe it's it's not the kind of meat i want maybe it's human flesh i don't know what i'm smelling you know right what now. you do you don't visit that barbecue or but it smells delicious trucking. it does soil and green is people 
soil and green is made of people. <laughs> it's people. <laughs> so the drones. Yeah, okay, the drones. Okay, drones. Obama on this Google Plus Hangout confirmed that we are, in fact, using unmanned – well, it confirmed our drone program in Pakistan, which is killing innocent people. And they asked him literally, we're killing innocent people. Do you think it's justified? He's like, we're only killing a few people. We're not killing that many. It's targeted. And then also came out this week, Iraq is an outrage because we have unmanned, unarmed drones flying over there surveilling the country. So they're mad about these planes that fly around, can't – don't have people in them, can't shoot anybody. Right. And are just kind of circling like – Kind of like lazy, uninterested bees. They're upset about that. <laughs> or are they just mad that we have technology in there? Don't they're like, that oh, all we it. have is goats, and you have planes that you have so many planes <laughs> that you send them out that have no weapons and no people in them. You're just wasteful. <laughs> you're just we were rubbing it in our faces now. <laughs> this is outrageous. Look at what we got. We should like hang necklaces right. off the drones. Right. Meanwhile, half the country passes around the same cell phone. <laughs> you just have planes. You don't even care about. You just let them fly around with nothing to do and no people inside. And this having is- one cell phone defeats <laughs> purpose. You can't even hear the someone on the other I end. I talk into the cell phone. I say, hi, Ben. And then I hand it to you. Hi, Aisha. Yeah. See, it's good. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's this sucks. Yeah, it does. But uh, yeah, I mean, sending unmar- unmanned, unarmed drones in- over Iraq is the nicest thing to that country in yeah. 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should feel nice about the fact that we're just, we've dialed it down a little bit, right? We should like rub in their face. We should like send dr- drones over and drop confetti on them. And- I I like the idea of going over and dropping like well, like like decoratively wrapped bags of cookies, right? You know what I mean? Just like a, so, your mad thing falls, and there's like a little cellophane bag with like one of those curly ribbons that's been tied around it. Those are cute, right? And there's like some nice cookies inside. They're gonna have to be chewies though, because if they're hard, crisp cookies, they're gonna crush like crazy. Crush. And also, if they're chewies, crumble. you got to make sure that they're they're like kind of well constructed, so they don't crumble. Can't be too thin. No, yeah, this is these are challenges that we'll have to to meet. Might as a have to country. be oatmeal raisin because it's kind of kind of a more oh, sticky consistency. Yeah, that's good, good right? shit, right? Oh, good shit, man. Can't beat them. You know. What I love about a raisin cookie, mm. chewy, delicious, and then you think there's raisins in this. It's got to oh, be good for me, right? I got some some fiber in this yeah. bitch. I got oats. That's good for your heart, right? It's got to be good for something. You ever notice all my raisin cookies smell a little like urine? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill. I'm gonna end your life, man. End your life. You slowly ruin every joy that I have left in mine. I'm gonna end you. You ever realize ending my life smells a little bit like ass? It's gonna smell like ass when I do it. <laughs> Are gonna kill when me? You lo- when you loose your bowels. Oh my god! And I don't mean L O S E. I mean L O O S E, like the Kraken. Sure. Yes. Unleash it. Release the Kraken. Well, you might try to kill me. I will try to extend my life as long as possible, just until the end of this podcast. That's all you have left. That's all I got left. That's the end. Your clock is ticking. Then I better start. Your drinking. Mayan calendar is going to end in like thirty-seven minutes. Etch it in stone. <laughs> I better start drinking then, because Huffington Post this week had an article that said drinking studies show can maybe help you live longer. That's good. I'm going to live to like 150 then. You're, I'm a, you're a big drinker? Well, here's the thing. I'm a selective drinker. So when I was younger in college, and I know you remember those days because sure. you're a lot closer to yours than I am to mine. <laughs> uh, I was one of those indiscriminate kind of like whatever gets you going. Drinker. Yeah. But now I'm very picky. I'm very picky. And this is also probably because I'm a girl. Although I have a, you know, like, this is so sad to admit out loud, but you know, it's like, I'm only going to put a certain number of calories in and they've got to be, they've got to be like quality calories. I'm mm-hmm. never going to drink like a stupid Long Island iced tea. Go fuck yourself with your vodka Red Bull. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not interested in that shit. I want like high quality booze. I'm going to spend money on like small batch bourbon. I'm going to have a, a good drink properly made. I don't want anything that came out of a gun in my drink unless it's an actual <laughs> bullet. So, uh, You're and a whiskey I, drink. I'm a whiskey drinker. Me I love too. bourbon. I like a really well made gin martini. And, uh, and so I, I'm like a, I'm like an enthusiast. Do you know what I mean? So if I go out for cocktails, I walk yeah. into a bar, I look and see what they have. And if they don't have certain kind of marker bottles, I walk out. I don't really. Drink yeah. What's your favorite bourbon? Uh, oh, well, it's interesting. Um, I like, I like Woodford Reserve. I like, 
Blanton's. I like Booker's. Uh, Knob Creek is nice. Those are all good drinkers. You know what I mean? I have some older stuff like Pappy Van Winkle, some older, like, you know, 10 and 12 and 30 year old stuff. I would like to drink a Pappy Van Winkle. Pappy Van Winkle. Some nice, some nice bourbon. Um, uh, if you want to buy an affordable bourbon that is also quite good for roses is a nice one. Four roses? Yeah. And then Maker's Mark is actually a good, well-made like bourbon Maker's that is Mark. good for mixing things. I don't drink it straight, but it's always good for a mixed drink. When something's good to mix with, it's not a very good. Well, because I think, I think, look, you put cranberry and vodka when you have shitty vodka. Do you know what I'm saying? True. Um, but if you're going to make a, a mixed drink, Maker's is, is not so spectacular that you want to drink it on your own, but when you, when mixed in a drink, it makes a good drink and you're still tasting the bourbon. You're what, not trying to cover the bourbon up. When you drink, even though you like the high quality stuff, do you like to drink to really get your buzz going or do you drink just to take a little edge off one or two drinks? I, it depends on the, on what's happening. It depends on, you know, how, how bleak the week was. For some, um, I, I'm actually very excited to hear that you're a drinker because for some reason I feel like you're so, I don't know, I've always, I, Held you in such high esteem. Oh well, that's going to end today. Yeah, along with your life. Thank. Okay. Oh, well, that's fine. Okay, good. I want those two to happen together because okay, I don't good. want my esteem for you to ever be hurt. Right, we're disillusioned right right as the as the darkness comes. Like, no, and I'm dying, and my murderer. Not that classy. She's not as classy as I thought. Um, no, I mean, uh, you know, I'm disciplined during the week. I don't drink during the week, but I drink on the weekends or if I'm on holiday. And I have a group of friends that are all like enthusiasts, you know, they're like always like, oh, I just found this small badge thing. It's made by a monk in the hills of Tennessee. He strains yeah. it through his, the saffron robes of his Buddhist outfit. I mean, they're like that kind of a group. But we, if we, we walk into a bar and there's a very specific vermouth. It's an old, it's an aged Italian vermouth that's been aged in wood. And if they don't have that, I generally don't drink in that bar. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You are. I'm a, I'm a snob. I apologize. I sound as much of a Hollywood douchebag as you might imagine. You are I the media elite. But I hate when I go to a place and then, you know, and like the world, they're like, you know, absolute or absolute. I'm like, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's not, that's not absolute sucks. That's why they're putting all these flavors in it all the fucking time. Oh, it is never like green tea, vodka. Really? Really? Right, that's, yeah. that's what you want to do with your weekend. All right. Fine. It's ridiculous. This, yeah. uh, story is said that it might increase your lifespan drinking because, uh, certain worms actually, when they add, uh, a, the, there are worms that live 15 days or so when they give them a little amount of ethanol which comes from the same type of alcohol that we have in our most of our cocktails and food and, and uh, not food beer and wine um their lifespan extends to 20 to 40 days people are saying who gives a shit about worms but apparently these worms are 40 percent similar to us in genes genes or sorry 50 percent around half this ended my phone it won't stop so i don't it's okay, a, it's i time. barely hear it okay good so um this is interesting because that's not where I thought you were going to end up with that story. What I thought yeah. you was going to say is when you drink booze, the worms in your gut live 40% longer. And I was like, that seems like a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it just gets worms fucked up. <laughs> it just gets them all crazy. Yeah. So what you're saying is that these particular worms that have a similar kind of physiological makeup to us, when they have booze, they live longer. Yeah. Don't you feel like every week the, the dream killers are giving you new information? I know. You know, like one week it's like, don't drink anymore because it's bad for you and it's going to give you cancer. And then the next week they're like, drink more because it's going to make you live longer. And, and then that, that just makes me drink more. And, and the story had the worst fact in it. The story said that, but for this, for to have the effect you want, the, the added longevity to your life, you need to drink in a consistent, consistent pattern, consistent amounts, not have not drinking periods and then binge on certain times. So that oh, sucks. I'm screwed. So they can't get drunk. You need to use it just as like a life extending bullshit bullshit. Right. Like crap. taking your medicine. And did they say how much? They did not really say how much. I, it hasn't been transferred to humans perfectly yet. I do like the concept. If like, I, I, I'm, I'm really believe, especially because of our stupid job, but also just like life quality. Like I'm really trying to like eat 
healthily and like exercise every day and like, you know, just try to take care of myself in a certain way. Right. Exercise every day. But I do also really believe, and I think I used to have this on like one of my social pages, like in the righteous power of the cocktail hour. You know what I mean? I really nice. believe you get off at the end of the day and either at home with your family or out with your friends, a, a cocktail or two is just fucking great it is. it's a great thing it is it's there's just nothing wrong with it you know what i mean and you know if it gets away from me it becomes a problem but like there were there were periods in my life where i was totally totaler and then there were periods in my life where every day at five o'clock it was like you know cocktails and rumaki man it was like the 50s it was mad men in my that house sounds so awesome. those were good times too yeah it is. yeah yeah. You know what? Sometimes you need to drink for us to get through the Republican presidential nomination contest. Can I tell you that I've been live tweeting those debates and they're just too many. I, I literally, people are like, aren't I'm you live tweeting tonight? I'm like, I can't, I don't care anymore. They I can't, just live, I can't muster the wood to care about what's happening. <laughs> muster the wood. <laughs> can't do it. They just announced three debates during the next debate. Right, exactly. It's They're like crazy. In five minutes, we're going to start a new debate. Inside this debate, it's going to be a, a just a, a riddle shrouded sh- by enigma and wrapped in I don't give a shit. Yeah, right. But at least they're colorful characters. Well, it's and by colorful characters, I mean white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do miss Herman Cain, although oh, he popped back up. Right, he he gave somebody an endorsement. He Nobody endorsed wants. Gingrich this week. Yeah, because he thinks he's going to get a job. That will make he's no be, impact. He's on gonna the be race. like George Clooney and out of sight. He's gonna think he's gonna get a job at that company. <laughs> They're gonna give him a fucking security. They're gonna give him a security badge and a fucking tie. <laughs> Sit by the door, Herman. Make sure nobody gets into the White House. <laughs> His exact quote this week in endorsing Gingrich, he says, "I know that Speaker Gingrich is running for president and going through this sausage grinder." I know what this sausage grinder is all about. Because I put sausage on my pizza. <laughs> and on women who work for me. <laughs> and by sausage, I mean my penis. Yeah, and by penis, I mean penis cake. And by penis cake, I mean who doesn't like a cake? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Capped off by chamomile tea. Right? Oh, God. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I really want to get excited about this, but I can't. Although I am enjoying this kind of like... Uh, like, unfor, like, like, no one can make up their mind. It's this guy. Like, every single person in this race, except for the whole, also ran Santorum, has been on top of, although no, Santorum won the straw poll. Yeah. So Santorum won the straw poll, and then, uh, and then Romney won, uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. And then Gingrich won South Carolina. They're 1-1-1. One, one, one. But now it looks like Romney's about to smoke the shit out of everybody in Florida. Yeah, so here's the big story. Florida is happening today, right now. Oh, is it happening right now? Florida is happening right now. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? It's I know, so right? Scintillating, scintillating. And, uh, maybe actually if you could even, maybe on your phone or something, Google what's happening in Florida. Maybe at the end of the podcast we'll have an update for I, it. You know, it's so funny because I kind of feel like, uh, I was interested in seeing Gingrich get the nomination because he's just such a great target. I mean, he's yeah. just, he's already, he's, he's like a target that's already been shot full of holes. You just have to kind of point them out with like a laser pointer. Um, but he is a better, he will be a better, more aggressive debater. Totally. Romney is going to get his ass handed to him. That doesn't yeah. mean he, he couldn't win just because of, of just, you know, inertia or, or. In or, debates, or, you're saying. I'm saying in, in general. But they're out- saying Romney's a much better opponent statistics wise to, to Romney. Uh, a Rom, well, Romney, you mean Romney is a better overall? Yeah. They're saying Romney is, is just polling as a stronger candidate. Polling, yeah. He's the only one who's actually winning against Obama in a national right. election. By the way, I just got an update. Looks like Ging, uh, looks like Romney is poised for, for, yeah, for he a was victory up like, in the race. He was up like 21 points a couple of days ago. Yeah. He has huge leads and Gingrich was trying desperately to come back. 
Yeah. So he was flailing wildly with these crazy oh, first attacks. First he's super aggressive, then he's like, uh, you know, conciliatory, then he's mad at everybody because they called him on his, the fact that he was such a fucking stomp around horn dog. And then, right. You know, I mean, he can't make up his mind. He's like, I'm going to keep it a clean campaign, but then he gets dirty. So I'm going to get dirty in a classy way. We need a colony on the moon. <laughs> I like when someone is, uh, anti-big government spending and then wants to build structures, inhabitable structures on another planet in the same fucking breath. This week said he wants us to have a permanent moon colony. For what purpose? So he could house his his fourth and fifth wives up there (laughs) and then the third wife won't get pissed when he's got bitches on the side. He literally said- He's out of his mind. He's like, well, I think we should be other countries to it. Um, To what? To fucking what? Having guys sitting on the moon? Come on, Hamburger Hill. Nobody wants that fucking location. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He kind of has the body shape of, of, of the Hamburglar from McDonald's. He does. Don't you love how all these guys are like literally riding to the debate venue, like in a, in a horse-drawn carriage made out of like diamonds and babies <laughs> and then get there and talk shit about other people having a lot of money. I, that's my favorite thing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Except for, except for Romney, who in the last debate was like, I'm rich, bitch. Just <laughs> yeah. like didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? He's like, I have investments and so do you, Newt. Yes. You have your own you, investments. You have your own investments and I only paid 15% taxes because I'm special. Yeah. Next question. Yeah. It's amazing. And then, the, and God loves me more. And the, <laughs> the way, well, his God. Well, yes. His special underwear, tell him so. That's right. Sorry, Mormons. Listen, when you have magical underwear, you know God is there because he tingles your, your yeah, nutsicles in a great way. Nutsicles. Yeah. I'm not going to touch it. Makes him feel, well, I'm not asking you to touch okay, my nutsicles. Not that way. Or, or, or conceptually, am I going to touch Not even verbally? No. Not All verbally, right. not metaphorically. Well, it's amazing how they pander to each state, too. Now the big attack, the last minute attack in grasping for straws, Gingrich was saying Romney is anti-kosher food, trying to appeal to the, the old Jewish voters I in Florida. I missed that one. Oh, it was great. What's fun is that Gingrich doesn't actually know what kosher food is. <laughs> He's like, it's that thing with the, with the balls, right? With the balls in the soup? The, <laughs> is that the kosher food? I don't know. He thinks kosher food is cheating on your wife with a Jewish woman. Ah! Cha, cha, cha. Um, he actually said, and I quote, Romney cut off kosher food to elderly Jews on Medicare, which is a stretch of the truth. And he also hit Romney for a 2005 decision to require, uh, when he was governor, to require Roman Catholic hospitals to provide emergency contraception, which many Catholics, you know, believe is a form of abortion, mm-hmm. to rape victims. Wow. That is something that they're against. He says, and I, Santorum would actually go find rape people and like rape them again to make sure they were going to have a baby. So at least he's not doing well. Yeah. He's like, look, I know you're a rape, but we just want to make sure you're going to have an unwanted child. And we yeah. want to, we don't want to, we don't want to lose an opportunity for another unwanted baby. So we're just going to rape you again. <laughs> just to, just to How is best. that a Catholic value to force rape victims to grow a mini rapist inside That's of them? Because those people are delusional. It's unbelievable. Delusional. He literally said, and also and I, dead inside. They are totally dead inside. Yeah. Unlike the mini rapists, they're forcing to grow inside. <laughs> I mean, literally. I should not be laughing. At that. I know it's messed up, but it's, it's a strong awful. point. I'm laughing made in a I'm strong way. Because it has to be made in a strong way. Yeah. Gingrich said, and this is an exact quote too: "You want a war on the Catholic Church by Obama? Guess what? Romney refused to allow Catholic hospitals to have a conscience in their dealing with certain circumstances." Right. Certain, circumstances. certain circumstances i, I, I want to elaborate fully on the other on the on the on the, on the off-tan possibility help. i'll have to go back and reverse this position down yeah. the road just speaking to all generalities i'm for good things when i get to nevada <laughs> i'd like to be able to unsay what i just said oh so i'm not going to say it all fully that way when i unsay it it won't be that confusing for you <laughs> they just try to twist our brains until we get confusion like this sounds right. good Should and I applaud sad. now it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. And then he even summarized Romney in this way. He said that Romney is a pro-abortion, 
pro-gun control, pro-tax increase, pro-gay rights candidate. Wow. Like, like that's a negative. That's literally yeah, being right. said to the Republican base. Pro-gay rights. You're this for people. Pro-right rights of certain humans. Yeah, he's, he's for people. This guy. That's crap. Oh. I'm just, I'm just pro Poonanny. Let me just get that out of the way. I'm pro all the Poonanny I can scoop up on the side. Yeah. Who's yeah. not pro that? Nobody. No one. No one's not no, pro that. Even gay men gay are dudes. a little pro Poonanny. Hell yeah, if they you are. ask them, if you really get up close. Cause they want their, their, uh, I almost use, is, is the term fag hag offensive? Cause they use I it about themselves. I think it is. I think it is. And they use it. Uh, they, I well, they it use from it, gay but guys. it's like that thing. It's like the N word. You know, you can't, you can use it if you're on the inside, but not on the outside. Oh, really? The new word I was given was fruit fly. Fruit fly. That's a good one, right? See, but yeah, but people are rather be referred to as a poisonous disease carrying fruit insect. Yeah, I don't think fruit people flies think cute. about fruit flies that way. It just seems cute. What about a, what about a, a queen? I, fruit flies. I good. know it's hard. I know fruit flies with, really okay, good. good. Stick with fruit. Flies. I like that. We'll work on it together. Okay. Okay. Well, next we next can consult. Case. We can consult the community. I'm sure they have some ideas. Totally. What they'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> what they say? Oh, that's that bitch. That's my laundry. Well, however they refer to their girlfriends that are straight. You know. Do you have any good gay friends, even though you're not gay yourself? I have a lot of good gay friends. Like yes. gay dudes. Gay dudes. Really. And, and the lesbians. Yes, many, many in my life. I grew up in San Francisco. It's just a rule there, really. You have to do that there. You get you turn 18, you get three gay friends in a Prius. Yeah, I have one very close gay friend who I'm very, I'm very excited to have in my life oh that's good is this your first gay friend no oh, i know i'm your first black well, friend so it's exciting because you're building a little uh, you're collection black? i know it's what? hard to tell with oh my because God. of my voice and my accent and stuff <laughs> i know <laughs> but when you look up close like in any photos or anything um i had a very good gay friend in high school who i didn't know was gay mm. it, it came out years later so i don't count that so these guys, this guy's my first very close gay friend, mm-hmm. Robert Heyman, very talented photo artist. Give him a little plug. Hey, what's up, Robert? Oh, Heyman? I don't, I'm assuming he's out, but he must be. I think he posts pictures. <laughs> Did you just out him on your show? No, no. He posts Sorry, pictures Robert. Of, of him. Sorry, and his, Robert. Of him yeah, and but he put guy. it on Facebook. That's private. No one sees those. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. No. New, anyway, new, new privacy policy. They're also, they've also been pandering towards the Cuban vote in Florida. I love Cuban sandwiches. Have they been saying shit like that? Pulled pork. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> we will increase pulled pork rations. Plantains and beans. I'm all about the plantains <laughs> and the beans. Cubans are 11% electorate in Cuba. And well, I would hope in Cuba. Right? Cause they don't, yeah. How can people like, they just stay where they land. Like they come so far and they're like, we'll stay here. That, that, we, we made it. It was, they, a motherfucker who rode to Florida in an inner tube <laughs> is not going any further once he gets True. there. And Florida's pretty. So Florida's pretty. Lady, all the ladies got the tiny panties. So they were saying that, that they do. Yeah, they do. They walk they, around the tiny panties. I like tiny panties. Everybody likes tiny panties. They were saying that Romney, um, it, you know, Probably wouldn't do as well with the Cuban vote because he is against a path to citizenship for illegals. He said he would even veto the Dream Act. Mm-hmm. Then changed it this week and said he would not veto it. Maybe if if illegals had been here a very long time, if 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 their kids only served in the military, mm-hmm. only if they served in the military, wouldn't do it for college. Or worked at a corporation that he had invested money in. <laughs> right. I mean, because come on, I got to protect my own investments, which here. he could crush and crumble. Yeah. Then then sell, evict them put, yeah, from put, the country, break into pieces, sell off. The dust, give his kids a cut, and then kick your kids out of the country. Exactly right. Just That's whatever they need. I enjoy firing people. He's, he always that says that. For I me. enjoy firing people. I enjoy firing people. He even said in that debate, he said, if somebody came to me and said, I wanted to build a colony on the moon, I'd fire him. Mm-hmm. Stop using the word fire in this right. economy exactly. if you want to be elected. Donald Trump, come on. No one's giving you a reality Right. Show. You're fired. And then as a uh, as a great immigration plan, Romney's big immigration plan announced in debates this week was he thinks that people who – who who are here legally should self deport themselves. Of course they should. Why why not? Why that's wouldn't a, you? That's a viable why plan. Would, also, feel free to show up at the jailhouse when you have a, a warrant. <laughs> right. Just turn yourselves in. Why why? Come on, do the right thing. Meet Romney. 
just made a very interesting point. He said to me, I should leave. He also, I will said, go. He also said to me, you are Italian. Why are you using I that I don't accent? know. I will slowly. That's uh, a spicy meatball. I will slowly <laughs> change his accent to become the Chilean OBGYN. Boom, baby. <laughs> Coming in. Oh, it's a miniature rapist, baby. Oh, no. Wow. Someone's going to write you a letter. About I'm probably going to get a letter. But listen, yeah. the point of that joke is just to make the point that when horrible things such as rape occurs, you should yes. be allowed to do what you want with your body. Yes, I That's agree. My point. That, is, that is the point we were trying to illustrate yes. here. That these people, th- he literally said this is a, th- th- this is a gift. God wanted you to be raped, and the gift of the rape is That's that you have opinion. a baby. Oh, my God. That's the Republican He's stance. the worst. It's unbelievable. The, he is specifically the worst person in the world. Yeah. It's pretty absurd. Yes. Um, I would like to play a sound clip, if I could, from Meet the Press this week, because John McCain was speaking about Gingrich and, he, and about the Republican race in general, and it was very enlightening, I think. Uh, Jay, please play that clip. But if you go to the negatives for Gingrich, you've gone up against now President Obama head to head. Can Newt Gingrich beat President Obama? I think any of our candidates can, but you just show the numbers up there. We've got to stop the debates. Enough with the debates because they are driving up our candidates, all of them, uh, unfavorabilities. We've had enough of that. They've turned into a mud wrestling instead of exposition of the candidates' views on the issues. We've had enough of that. And it's time to recognize who the real adversary is, and that's not each other. What about what it's about the, the negative advertising? It's I mean, this the is- president. That's mm-hmm. the adversary. That's the adversary. First of all, what do you think about the fact that the more that they are exposing their candidates, they're like freaking out, like, we can't keep showing our candidates to people. <laughs> the more they see them, the more they realize they're not very good. Let's <laughs> stop that madness. These guys are dicks. Stop we let them, them talk. back in a closet. Put lipstick back on that pig. <laughs> yeah. And then the adversary is the president. I mean, do you think we will ever unpoison our politics where that's not literally the way we talk about I don't know. I the mean, race? you know, for so many people who think about politics, it's a zero-sum game, and it's just about – it's not even about doing what's right for the country. It's just about, like, is my ideology and is my side going to win? We're right. going to win. And I think we're, you know, we're just steaming headlong into that territory where it's it's not about – I mean, I think you saw in these debates that people will say anything, will say whatever is most expeditious at the moment to ingratiate them with whatever electorate they're trying to, to speak to. So in one state, they're, you know, for Christian values and in the next state, they're for fiscal conservatism and in the next state, they are pro matzo soup. Like what does, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, you know, and I feel like that, that it, it's gotten more adversarial, not less adversarial and kind of much more rhetoric driven. Um, you know, and, and the I, media, it, Backs that. I'm, I want to say for the record, I'm super pro matzo soup though. I mean, matzo ball soup is delicious. Know, amazing. All of the foods of your people are delicious. Thank you so much. Some simmies later. Just let's go. You have some what? Some simmies. I don't know what that is. Simmies. Oh, you know, like, it's for, isn't it for Passover and it's like sweet potato, a sweet potato and like raisins or prunes and You're, there's like cinnamon what? and I've stuff. I've never heard of this. Simmies. Sounds delicious. Delicious. I think it's for Passover. I'd like to drop um, that out of a plane on a We can bust out some Harosit. Harosit's bomb. Oh, it's delicious. Harosa's I, I bomb. think I eat more Harosit than I'm allowed. I think Harosit's supposed oh, to be yeah. like more ceremonial. I'm like, I just fuck it up with a spoon. We'll yeah, it's supposed Harosa. to represent brick and mortar, but I'm, <laughs> I'm eating that shit. It's got <laughs> apple and walnuts. Your building is going nowhere. Oh, I'm no. going to fuck up all your mortar. <laughs> But yeah, I just wish that – I mean the media is the ones who are so amping up the partisanship. But I feel like isn't that supposed to be their job to amp it down? Shouldn't their job be like, whoa, you just said the adversary is the president right, of the United States. Right, right, Do you remember – what was it in like that two or three debates ago when um, he brought up something that – I can't remember the exact circumstances, but, but Wolf Blitzer brought up some kind of finance issue with, with Rush and – 
either Russian Romney or Russian Santorum, and then and Rush. I keep calling you Rush. Rush. I call I call New Rush all the time. <laughs> I can ah, see that. Fat totally. Republicans, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> which is it's not a slam on 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 people who are overweight, but specifically a slam on those two particular plump people. Um, so, uh, so and then Newt was like, "Well, you're. I'd like to keep it to issues, you know, to to topics on the issues and of political import." And 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 Wolf's like, "Dude, you brought this shit up like three days ago. Like, uh, come on now. I'm not gonna let you just ride rough." over me we do have the internet that's hilarious um, yeah he so, tried to repeat his anti-media attack that got him all the fire in south yeah, carolina everybody's screaming and crying in the audience but like you know you can't and it didn't work so occasionally time. the press does their job right but i feel like a lot of times they've got a set of talking points that they're trying to stick with they've got their own time and their own you know um and and there's not enough righteous indignation amongst amongst journalists now you know mm-hmm. they think that they're maintaining neutrality that that's some kind of journalistic rule but like right. it's okay to get indignant if someone is lying you to have you. to yes that's another thing it's like this this week i read a story that o- obama said that he's really not excited about about trying to get funds into his super PAC super PAC mm-hmm. that's endorsing him he's like he's not into the thing and that's great i think that's awesome that he's not wanting you know that poison in our politics yet when you're the good guy i've said this many times we've done, done comedy congress together mm-hmm. on, on pat morrison's show but when you're the good guy, you have to fight. If yeah. they're, you can't you bring a fight. knife to a gunfight. You gotta get out there. You gotta crush. So change the rules once you fix the rules, but yes. don't not play by the current rules. Absolutely. You have to, and here actually is a very interesting thing for me to press also. Joe Scarborough, who I played a clip of last week too, always very insightfully, um, succinctly summarizes the state of affairs. I think he kind of paints an interesting picture of what Obama's issues are in his first term and going into the campaign and, um, the state of all of that. And then I'd love to hear your comment. What a depressing. If you look at our politics on both sides, Republican and Democrat alike, look what they're saying and then compare that to what Simpson Bowles did when they actually went out and took a chance on trying to save this country fiscally. That's not happening on the Republican side. It's certainly not happening out of the White House. But the president's doing exactly what he has to do to move towards reelection, and that is say you know say the right words uh and and watch the republicans uh, destroy each other chuck todd you know i was thinking there it is mm-hmm. i mean he, he he made the point that obama's made his first term about small ideas do you mm-hmm. think that's true and are you disappointed in this first term i know obviously you're a big campaigner for obama you're in the yes we can video the iconic will i am video here's what i think was revealed in this first four years that the machine of government that the, that the structure and the co- and the gears and the coils and the tubes of government are neutral. And I don't mean neutral in a good way. I mean like no matter if there's a Republican or a Democrat or an arch conservative or a flapping tofu smelling liberal in there, <laughs> the machine must be fed with money and it is grinding on with no matter who is at the reins. You know, I think this was a guy who was an idealist and he got in there and they opened up the doors of the sausage factory and it, mm. just the walls were covered in shit and blood. Mm. Um, I think he's done a lot of what he said he was going to do. A lot of what he said he was going to do, including and there were some things he did. He said he was going to do that. I think he got in office and he realized, ah, uh, I had a lot of great ideas, but this is not an executable plan. You mm. know what I mean? Shutting down Guantanamo Bay, for example. I right. think that there were a lot of ideals about we're going to shut this down. And then it was like, what do we do with these people? And uh, if I lock you in my basement for six or seven weeks, I'm not just going to like, you know, give you a, a bag of chips and five bucks and be like hey buddy have a nice life you know what i mean right um so i think that there was you know there that was a campaign promise that was based on ideals that in reality was 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 going to be more difficult to execute but he ended the don't ask don't tell policy Mm -hmm. he killed osama bin laden uh he uh effectively withdrew all of our troops from iraq and is planning on getting them out of afghanistan Mm -hmm. i mean he's done 
so many things that he said he was going to do. True. So many things that he said he was going to do. Um, and I think in the, in the, in the places, and also he was handed a, 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 a crippled economy that is, he saved the Detroit automaking industry. He saved it. It would, it would have folded completely and all of the, all of its ancillary industries along with it. He saved it. In all fact, they would have had left was M- would be Eminem. Yeah, just just Eminem. Just rapping you know, alone I mean, with a with a he, he does his cap best, but he's not really. He's got like four employees. He's not really saving jobs. And he's too angry to he's employ people. Pissed, and he holds himself up in the in he's the mansion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Poor kid. Uh, so he, you know, the economy has, is showing signs of turning around. But it was it we it was the longest and most sustained and deepest depression since the Great Depression that yeah, we've had. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like you know when you when you walk into the sausage factory and you start cleaning up shit, it's going to get on you. Mm. Um, so I think. People saw him as a, as this selves, you know, this kind of uh, salvation type figure that he was going to come in and fix everything. And when it wasn't as accelerated and as 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 pronounced as people wanted, they blamed him. But didn't he present himself as that? Yeah, but you know, I mean, you got to inspire. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't you don't get in office by going, you know, look, I'm going to do what I can. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> don't get your hopes up too high. Right. I'm going to have be moderately effective. You know what I mean? You go in there and say, we're going to kick ass. You know what right. I mean? But I think in some ways, when these people talk about changing Washington, in some ways, it's structurally unchangeable. The system mm. is 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 calcified in place. And I also think he's done his best to change what he can. I think if he had another four years, he would be able to do more. I also feel like uh, it, you know, he was stymied by an, an absolutely recalcitrant opposing party. He came in. It's so interesting because he came in saying he was going to be collaborative. And I think people he decided then he was too soft. I think he really wanted to work with other people. I think he really wanted to be the kind of right. guy collaborate. I think he comes from a kind of a corporate background where you do just kind of sit everybody down at a table and talk it out. You just had these obstructionist, uh, you know, uh, these obstructionist Republicans who were like, you know, if he says zig, we're going to fucking zag. And there were so many proposals he put forward that were conservative proposals that as soon as they came out of the president's mouth, they were rejected. Right. So like, what do you do in that particular case? True. He got a he got a boner too late, though. He should have started that's to be more of a hard ass earlier but, on. But that's the issue. First of all, why would he come in and 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 be soft and try to be kumbaya with everybody when you're going against these rough forces that are literally trying to erode the moral integrity of your country Mm -hmm. how do you not go in guns blazing i think because you have someone who fundamentally at his core believes if you're reasonable with people they will be reasonable and do you you think he's changed that opinion i think he has and i think it took him too long to get there have you ever have you ever sat down with someone and just thought i'm just gonna talk to this person oh yeah I and believe you realize, firmly in rationality. Right. And then you realize later, like, this person's fucking crazy. Yeah. And nothing I say is, but, yeah. but I think if you believe in the fundamental goodness of people and you believe that rationality will win, it's almost like a, a like an ungrockable concept mm. when to come to the conclusion, like, no matter how reasonable I am with this person, they will never be reasonable back. Yeah. It takes a long time to get to that point. I agree. There was that amazing time when he went to the Republican conference. They invited him to never think he'd show up and he took all these questions yeah. and just destroyed them all for an hour. Right. It was genius. And then they stomped out of their, with all their panties in a, a pissy wad and it changed nothing and they nothing. said it was rude and blah yeah, blah yeah yeah you don't really want to work with us bitch i'm fucking sitting in your yeah. conference <laughs> what the fuck i'm eating i'm drinking your shitty coffee what more do you want from me because what president has ever done that i know it's amazing you know but at the same time the larger issues though like for example i was frustrated that in, in the state of the union last week that now he says i'm going to announce a uh i'm going to send a a bill to Congress to reassess mortgages and to help people who are struggling three years deep when you're heading back into your reelection. That was right. a major issue back in the campaign. Well, I, mean, they, I mean, they passed a bunch of legislation on that t- topic the first year. 
Um, and then, you know, it just wasn't very effective. I mean, just set up this huge bureaucracy. It wasn't effective, but you know, look, I'm not, I'm obviously progressive. I, I don't, some of these structures that we create don't work because of the very nature of government. However, there is no alternative. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, well, we could have a police department or everybody could just get a gun and fuck up their neighbor when they act crazy. You know what I mean? There's right. only one alternative. Right. You know what I mean? It can't be like, well, we're going to have the government's going to help you with your mortgages or we're just going to see if the banking industry figures it out on their own because you know what? They aren't <laughs> figuring it out on their own. They're not lending money. Rates are the lowest they've ever been and banks are not lending. So they talk about the fact that like the economy would bounce back if people could refi, could either refinance their homes, get into mortgages with lower rates. We have low rates that are lower than they've ever been probably in the history of the mortgage industry right. and banks will not lend so all the house all all the home prices are are artificially depressed right now and they're probably going to be depressed for another couple of years you the private structures aren't working the only thing you can do is get the government to essentially goad these 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 uh these uh institutions into loaning money businesses can't borrow but that brings up a lot of interesting questions first of all that brings me back that one point about the but the homes, it brings back to, to back when you first took office and, and you institute, or even just first when TARP was instituted. Right. Why do you not tie those funds to helping people with their mortgages? Say, we're going to give them to people who need to pay their mortgages. That money then goes straight to the banks, but it helps both sides. That's because I think they looked at that and they just thought, it was, I think you're right. And I think some of those TARP, some of those TARP initiatives were in place before he got in the office. And some of them were in place afterwards. But what I will say is I think there was this thing of like, it's easier to hold 10 or 20 or 200 institutions, uh, responsible than to distribute this money somehow to 2 million people or 20 million people. But How do Google we make that work? search every piece of information of human history in a quarter second. Someone's still got to administrate that shit. Yeah, but so you, you know sh- what I mean? F- fill this out. I'm not apologizing for right. it. Um, I'm, because I, 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 I don't still think it was right, but I get what the approach was, was right. we, we are going to stop st- the bleeding. Fact. Yeah. Stop the bleeding. It'll be easier to administer this way. And then, of course, once the banks are fully solvent, why won't they lend money? That's their business. That's how they right. make their bread and butter to loan money. And they're all just hoarding yeah. this money. Yeah. It's so irresponsible. But then once you talk about the, 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 the whole systems being calcified in this horrible yeah. place, that's where the Occupy movement comes up. What do you think about Occupy the o- movement? Look, I love all you hippies deeply. Do you think they can change the whole system? They can if they fucking get an agenda together. Like, right. just get all the hippies in one place and write a list, please. <laughs> Let's make a list. Let's vote on it. Like, it can't just be that guy is for, you know, th- like defunding the banks and that guy is for, you know, free trade and that guy wants pot. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> right. got to, you got to fucking come up with an agenda that everybody can agree on that's right. actually got some serious concrete goals. If there was one goal, I, I've said this for a while. I think if, if, if they d- had their one goal be to get all moneyed interests out of politics. Mm-hmm. Would, would, would that solve it? Would that unwind our system? You get people then in 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 office from that point forward who are just pure of heart, just want to help. I think that's a great idea, and I don't want to be. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to urinate on your penis cake. But um, I feel like <laughs> we tried that, and I can't think of the bill that did this in the eighties. That got a lot of the big, like, you know, they started to limit per individual contributions. And then, so what happened was instead of people pulling from their own election funds, they started to create these packs and then these super packs. I mean, it's like, there are always going to be people in the business who are going to want the edge and they're going to kind of find a way to like pull an end run around the system. And I think it would be great if we could find a way to do that. The other problem, I'm not saying it can't be done. I don't want to be the skeptic here, but I think the other problem is generally Americans don't want to read. They don't want to work on self-informing. 
You know what I mean? So money takes the place of the informed electorate, which is right. that for the people who aren't going to go out there and, and educate themselves on the issue and educate themselves on the candidates, I'm going to run 30 minute ads and shove them up your ass until you get my talking point and you take it to heart. But that's a little chicken or egg, I think, because I think that's just because that's the culture that's shoved down our throat. We might be a more intelligent, thoughtful electorate if we didn't have these blatant attack ads that were funded by untold millions and billions of dollars romney has been gingrich five to one spent 15 million dollars just in florida alone Look, to defeat I would him read and inform myself more about what's happening um in our political races if celebrity apprentice wasn't about to come on <laughs> i know it's crazy it's crazy but i don't know i just wish there was some way that we could without necessarily needing a full revolution we could just have the people realize we have to unwind some of that because even just the existence of Guantanamo, mm-hmm. granted, it's a big conundrum now. And once you're there, do you not yeah, protect oh, this? Do you broken. let? I mean, we broke it already. You, you let terrorists free. But does the existence of it? Does the fact that we now still have hundreds of people being detained for years without any reason, without mm-hmm. any due process? Mm-hmm. Does that make us the bad guys? Are yes. we no longer the good guys? Yes. I mean, look, we've never been entirely the good right, guys. Right. I think we like to believe in our own exceptionalism and I think America is exceptional in many ways, in mm-hmm. many, many ways. You know, I mean, it's obviously a land of opportunity. I think it's a place where even the most lowliest born people can aspire and, and, and ascend to greatness. You know what I mean? We're unique in that way, probably totally. more than any other country in the totally. world. Um, but we're also a country that owned people for a long time, mm-hmm. wouldn't let our women vote, uh, uh, you know, treated people like chattel, killed assassinated other world leaders I and mean, we've right. done a lot of terrible fucking things you know incarcerated our own citizens because they looked like people we were fighting overseas you know we're not so maybe we're not perfect so maybe then it's the perfect maybe we really did as we reap what we sow because we were just genius at spin then the fact that we think we're this great superman truth justice in the american way when that's our sordid past maybe i mean even the fact that i even asked that question knowing that history means we're just so constantly brainwashed and, and there's no way to get to problem solving if you are coming from a place of still believing the hype well and also and i mean the idea is like you can't if you can't see yourself how you truly are with all of your with all of your exceptionalism and all of your flaws then you can't begin to address the right. issues you know what i mean it's like if i if i feel i'm perfect i don't have any problem right the you know big- what i mean the biggest problem in humankind, I think, is when pu- humans cannot admit mistakes. Right. It's the biggest problem. That's why I-, I think Romney is such a moron with his – his book is called No Apologies. And he's like, I will never apologize for America. Be yeah. I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah. People need to sign the Don't Be a Dick right. Pledge. And I've what, talked about a, this. since when was humility a bad quality It's amazing. Have, right? Like, it, so, since when was it bad to be like, look, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm hoping to do my best. I'm going to get out there and give it my all. Right. Like, when, when was since when was that a bad mindset? And it's pro- – and, and being unable to admit – a mistake, that amount of hubris, it's provably wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'll never apologize for America. What if America makes a mistake? Yeah, exactly. You still don't, well, I still won't, then I'll just be a, I'll just stomp off angrily. Yeah, exactly. I'll just stare you down with my dickness. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The world would be solved if we signed a don't be a dick pledge. Yeah. Everybody. Right. And just hold, I help people have a piece to of it. art in my home on the wall that says don't be a dick. It does? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Mm-hmm. And then people that violate that pledge, Throw them in Guantanamo. Well, yeah. Not for too long, though, because that makes them angry. Just a little while to teach them a lesson. Very true. Not so long that they're, that they're angry against you, calcifies, and you radicalize them. <laughs> Occupy Oakland actually brought up this, this very interesting issue about American exceptionalism and whether or not we're supposed to have this kind of reverence for our country when they burned a flag this week. Oh, interesting. And uh, 
it, it rekindled the whole flag burning debate. You know, for a while, flag burning was illegal in this country. Now it's legal again. The Supreme Court decided it's protected free speech. Do you think we should be allowed to burn our flag? I, 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 be, I believe in unfettered free speech. That doesn't mean you can't criticize someone as speaking right. I would try to stop somebody from burning it. Yeah, but I think you have, look, I always use the example of, because it's something that kind of cuts close to my own bone, uh, which is that, you know, uh, the concept of, of, you know, our constitutionally protected, uh, right to speak freely means that, you know, Ku Klux Klan can assemble and march. My, my, my mm. big fan, my fan of the, of, of the, of the, of the Klanners. Not particularly. <laughs> On a list. They're not, they're not me near either. the top for yeah. me. Um, but I believe that as Americans, our right to, to, to assemble and speak freely is, is, enshrined in the constitution and so that means that everybody gets to be a dick if they want to totally and how do you not support that i mean do you not hear mel gibson when he was shouting at the end of braveheart freedom yes even though it was i was focused on the part where he picked up his kilt and smacked his near and bare ass also true good times and the the movie was not set in america no and he's a he's a also anti-semitic dick now yeah he's a prick and also a racist but the point behind that is nice oh he's racist racist, that was his his, a second wave i would like to go and back to time to the times when I told him I liked his work, and I would like to take it back. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was so charming in *Lethal Weapons*. Like, yeah, people just like charming people. Yeah, they do. You can get away with so much. Now, now, what do we know about charming people? Don't trust them; they're untrustworthy. All charming people. I think uh, Johnny Carson's probably kosher pickles. I'm sure he's got some in his basement. True, kosher pickles. <laughs> That's a phrase I use. Um, let's Jimmy's- lighten this up a little bit, should we? Yes. Um, by talking about the Japanese and their lack of interest in sex. Oh no! This is true. They like to smell underwear. They do. They huh? do. They buy used what? underwear out of vending machines. And oh yeah! Mm-hmm. How weird is that? I mean, I don't want to generalize about all Japanese people. I'm just just I'm most sure. of just them. Most do of them do that. If there was a vending machine with dirty underwear in it, I imagine most people would go up, even just out of curiosity. No, I would walk right by that barbecue. Would you? Are you kidding me? Lies. No, it never. It's just only worn once. How do you know who the person is? What if uh, it's... I think that's a part of the mystery and excitement. Yeah, but there's a good chance you end up what am vomiting. I gonna, what am I going to get? Oh, gosh. <laughs> of all the things that are great about women, I don't think... like It's an old and mysterious Underwear culture. smell is necessarily the top of the list. Yeah, you just haven't smelled them enough. I guess not. Japan had a hard week, though, because first for the first time in 31 years, they've announced that they're now in a trade deficit. For the first time, they're actually um, importing more than they're exporting, but also so that, and that's going to affect their economy as it's as their population's aging. They're a very old population, which also ties into the sex issue. Japan is losing interest in sex and relationships. The BBC reports one third of young Japanese men have no interest in sex whatsoever. Doubled in the last two years. Look, if you can't get any, you might as well just claim that you didn't want it in the first place. <laughs> Oh yeah, well I didn't want I didn't want to get laid. I didn't want that. <laughs> Keep well, it. Well, but a lot of them though are the they're saying a they don't want to have to adjust to relationship, but also one theory is that a lot of them spending too much Japanese youth or too much time engaged with their technology, living in virtual worlds, virtual girlfriends. Right, right. Virtual girlfriends are a lot easier. On Archer, just turn one them of off. our characters has like a little holographic like Japanese like anime girlfriend. She's always popping up. Oh really? Yeah, she was like oh. Hello, son. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I that was super racist. And it wasn't even, those weren't even words. I, his name is Krieger. Hello, Krieger, son. She comes and she like pops up and she's got like pink hair. Do you like being a sexy animated character? Uh, uh Yeah, because I, I wish I looked like her. She doesn't have to go to the gym. She's got, like perfect abs. Right. Great. It's going to show up and draw my abs for me. Somebody on Twitter wanted to ask you a question about that, actually. Um, Albo 60s. Albo oh, 60s. Al, yeah, I know Albo. You know Albo? He comes to all my shows when I'm in the list. Oh, really? Yeah, he's great. He says, when will there be a live action Archer film? And if you will require a stunt double for the love scenes with Archer. Um, I don't Played know that John there Benjamin. will ever be a live action Archer film because we can afford to do so much more with when we animate the show. You know what I mean? It's like. 
We did an episode in Switzerland. I don't know that we're going to get a budget to send <laughs> all of us to Switzerland. Um, it'd just be like me and John and like a green screen. Um, so there probably will never be a live action archer. Um, but if there was, I would have a stunt double. I would have a stunt double play me and then I would have a stunt double play Sterling and then I would tap in for my stunt double. That's when during. Dur- yeah, at some point, if it seemed like it was getting good. During good sex scenes. Yes, yeah, it seemed like it might be interesting. Interesting. Like, like the, like the towel waver. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you want to make sure, just invite Mila Jovovich. You're not back. doing it right. Yeah, just smack my own. <laughs> um, do you think, cause here's the thing with, uh, Japan losing its population is, uh, if they're not going to be banging and they're aging population, they're going to, they say that they're, they're going to have a, a 40% drop. It says a 40% of the population will be seniors by 2060 and their total population will shrink by one third by 2060. Well, they're already, they've been having that problem for a while now, right? That they've been having like a dropping population. People aren't getting married and having kids. Yeah. They could probably use a little space over there. Have you been there? A lot of people. I've never been on subway. It's like climbing inside a sardine can. You must be an anomaly there. I've never been to Japan. Oh, you've never been. That's what I've read. Oh, it sounds like you've been. What I've read and heard. I'm I'm tall, beautiful black woman in the middle of a bunch of short Japanese people. Blackra. How tall are you? Blackzilla. No. Uh, six feet. Six feet six tall. Six feet tall. I have been down to, uh, the infamous. I call it six feet young. Oh, that's adorable. It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I've been down to, uh, man's Chinese and they're often Japanese schoolgirls <laughs> down there. The, the, don't let me, don't laugh like I'm being racist. I'm not. In front of Man's Chinese Theater, which is a famous Hollywood landmark, yeah. there are often Japanese tourist groups, like a lo- you get like schoolgirls. And when I do go down there, they all want to take a picture with me. And I always wonder if they think I'm famous or if I'm just the biggest black person they've ever seen in their <laughs> lives and they just want to have a picture so they can prove that it's real. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, I always oblige. I'm like, hey, you know, give them a throw. That's hilarious. It's a black girl from friend. That could be that. Could Charlie, be. Charlie Wheeler. Charlie Wheeler. This is all just, we're just spiraling down into a pool of racism. I don't else. think it's that racist. I mean, that's kind of what the accent sounds like. I we're don't not, know. We're not doing like so. the super, super, uh, we're not doing a derogatory version of it. I think it's, we're going for accuracy. We're, 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 we're doing homage right now we're and doing not an parody. Homage. Okay, homage, not parody. All what right. do you think of Jan Brewer, governor of Arizona? Putting her finger in the president's face? Yeah. Someone was mad at me today because they said I didn't believe in free speech. What I said was, you shouldn't put your finger in the face of the president. No, you should not. That's not, that's not free speech. He's the free leader of the free world. I don't care what side you're on, what side he's on. I would say the same thing if a Democrat had gotten up into Bush's face and stuck his finger in his face. It's disrespecting yeah. the office. For those who, who say don't what you know, like, just don't put your finger in his face. She is the, the, the super insane, um, anti-immigration person who passed this horrible bill in Arizona that they can now stop and Just, ask anybody. You look brown. Let's see what you your got papers. in your pockets. Yeah. Give me your damn papers. Like the, and, like the Gestapo. Yeah. And then, and then puts her finger in our black president's face. I believe she's a racist person. I have a sound clip I'd like to, to play you of, of her talking about Obama. It's a short little clip of, Obama, of uh, Jan Brewer talking about her experience on the tarmac with Obama this week when she greeted him and handed him a letter, an angry letter. Very angry letter. Here's the clip coming right up. It's going to happen any minute. Yep, it's coming. I heard he immediately um, took uh, umbrage, if you will, with uh, my book that I wrote, Scorpions for Breakfast, and was uh, uh, somewhat of uh, disgruntled, if you will, about the way he was portrayed. So I don't know why he was surprised by my book, but uh, he evidently is, and he's very thin-skinned in regards to it. I, I think I was in the middle of a sentence, and he walked away from me. And you know, Greta, you know me. I am, when I talk, I am um, animated. I talk with my hands. Okay, by the way, right there when she says that, she had not been using her hands whatsoever. And then she's like, oh, and used her hands real quick right, on the right. sentence, Forgot on I the did. words, talk with my hands. Let me underline this point I'm about to make. She does not talk with her hands at all. Um, 
she also said that she felt threatened by Obama. Oh, well, I, I would too because he could shoot you with a nuclear weapon. How about that? Yeah, right? Right in your house. She is a rude racist person. drop a bunker buster right in the middle of your, your, tri- <laughs> your two-level ranch. And you remember um, that amazing moment at, at the debate when she's running for re-election for governor when she completely froze? I don't remember that. Oh, good news. I have the clip ready to go right now. Oh, God. Is it just silence? Here is her General. on the debate opening statements. And finally, we hear from Jan Brewer. Thank you, Ted, and it's great to be here with Larry, Barry, and Terry, and thank you all for watching us tonight. I have uh, done so much, and I just cannot believe that we have changed everything since I become your governor in the last 600 days. Arizona has been brought back from its abyss. We have cut the budget, we have balanced the budget, and we are moving forward. We have done everything that we could possibly do. Long pause, long crazy, creepy smile right now. Smiling. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was her laughing. That was her laughing very awkwardly. We Another have um, did what was right for Arizona. I will tell you that I we have, have really did what was did right for Arizona. Best. We have oh, did it. Oh, my God. We have done everything. Thus making a case for index cards, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the one thing that I think <laughs> is really interesting is that what happened was she she has a meeting with the president. She writes a, a an unflattering uh, recounting of that meeting in her book. Yeah, right. Where she puts the president on apparently the lied. Yeah, apparently, you know, she totally didn't feel like the president. You know, didn't cater to her needs enough. You know, just so busy bleeding the free world, they couldn't give his time and attention to the governor of Arizona. Right. And then she goes to him and she demands another meeting. At which point he's like, "You don't get another meeting because the last one you put my shit on blast." <laughs> and then she's mad about it, like, "You owe me another meeting, president. <laughs> I know you got shit to do, but I'm most important." And then finger wagging in face, and while handing him a letter in front of everybody. Right. Obama, you could just tell he was so pissed, but oh, he yeah. was trying to w- w- hold it in. Right. So messed up. Um, we are about to enter at the end of every podcast, Aisha, if you're unfamiliar, we, uh, rattle through a bunch of topics very quickly okay. to end this puppy. It's called the thunder round because you cannot hear lightning. Ah, well, well done. Well put. Let's start the thunder round. There was hope this week for a moment that there would be a Ferris Bueller 2. Did you see the viral video? I did. Uh, Matthew Broderick hasn't aged great but came back, <laughs> looked amazing, and then looks like it might just be a Super Bowl commercial. It's a commercial. It's just going to be a commercial. I'm just going to crush your dreams right here. It's a commercial. It's not going to be a sequel. I'd like a War Games 2, though. A I'm War Games 2 would be great. Too. Anytime you guys want to get back on that. That would I be topical. It's a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted that computer. I'd piss on a spark plug if I thought it'd do any good. <laughs> Take us to DEFCON 3. <laughs> Love it. Um, a uh, Shipwreck hunters this week found a spacecraft, possibly. There is a sound clip to play that explains further what was discovered, and then we'll comment on it. Their size and distinctive shape are generating some peculiar theories. Could this be the Star Wars Millennium Falcon, a plug to an inner world, or a marine version of Stonehenge? Let's pause right there. First of all... Um, it's not the Millennium Falcon's fictional thing, but it does look a lot like it. It's does this it? thing they found with sonar underwater that looks like it might be some kind of alien spacecraft. I think it's exciting. It could be really interesting. I like the idea of a marine Stonehenge, too, because then there's like a little tiny leprechaun dancing around under the wood. Oh, no one knows where it came from. Blah, 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 blah. 
You're gonna great. drown the shit out of that leprechaun. Yeah, well, you know, he's a he's a, a space leprechaun. He can bring it under there. You think he's so? He's got gills. And uh, does he have plastic bags on his hands? Uh, it might help with uh, with with water drag. Totally would help like, with water yeah, drag. Yeah, I think so. You just gotta embrace it at that point. Yes, just go for it. But here's what the guy in charge of the expedition said about it. Oh, uh, of course, it can be. Uh, something else from a ship or wreck but uh, oh, still it's okay. quite could just be a ship right? just could be a ship of course i love how we always shipwreck. jump to assuming things are like how the media's got so many major issues yeah why do they run with things that are not yet stories because it's exciting and they're trying to beat their neighbor gives us hope you think yeah it could be an alien ship is it watch, just rating watch the it? news please watch because we have might have aliens <laughs> there might be aliens come on guys watch the news um a man this week at a Toys R Us was arrested for attacking people and police with lightsabers. That's awesome. Yeah, two lightsabers. Yes. Was literally smacking people. The Telegraph reports this. David Canterbury, 33-year-old man. I'm sorry. His name is David Darth Sidious Canterbury. Let's just get it straight. <laughs> Probably true. He's been jailed for 45 days. Um, he was swinging at customers in the store. Do you think people take Star Wars too seriously? I would say so. Apparently, the only person who did not take Star Wars too seriously was George Lucas. True. Who just ruined it after he made the first three episodes. And then this week, he's responded to people saying, uh, asking him if he'd ever make more. He's like, why when everybody calls you an asshole? <laughs> fucking up the series. At least he's self-aware. Yeah. I do like that about him. I mean, one thing is he's a wholesome filmmaker. He likes to make wholesome films. And yeah. I think people remember those early films as being less wholesome than they actually were. Right? Yeah. You know. So, no, no, but you're kind of a sci-fi fan. Mm -hmm, you're a big mm -hmm. gamer. You like mm -hmm. that world. Mm -hmm. um, where does that line get drawn? Where, Where is it healthy? Where is it okay to really just love it? People think Star Wars is religion to them, many people. I think that the line comes when you are chasing people around a mall store with a <laughs> plastic uh, a lightsaber. Line. I think that's the line. It's a very bright line. It's right there. Yeah, another yeah. guy this week who decorated his one-bedroom apartment at the cost of $150,000 to be an exact replica of the main bridge on the Starship Enterprise. And you know what? Still not getting get you laid. No, his wife divorcing him. Yeah. And she now drive, gets... Just drive the pussy out of your house. Aggressively <laughs> kick it out. She has control of the apartment now, and she got a court to agree to let her sell it. Oh my god. So this guy's life's work is ruined. His whole now. life is ruined and he's never going to get laid again and he's going to die alone in a cardboard box. Yeah, I get being uber into Star Wars shit when you're not getting laid. Get a marker and then just draw the bridge on the inside of the cardboard box. <laughs> a lot cheaper than $150,000. Very true. Make it so number one. Yeah, what do you think it is about, about things that are clearly just written by a human being in a science fiction story that people take so seriously. That's how Scientology started. Scientology, man. It was science fiction books. Ron, Hub Ron Hubbard challenged his friends. He said, I bet you I can start a religion. Yeah. And then he did. He said, if you really want to control people, yeah. you start a religion. Yeah. yeah. And the people still believe it. Oh, yeah. I mean, how? How stupid are human beings? It's, people need to believe something. It, it imbues their lives with value. And that's why I drink. That's why you drink. Mm -hmm. To what? That gives you belief? Give you my life with value <laughs> and deliciousness. Yeah. I, I think it's mostly for the, the head fuck up and this brings me no. personally. Now I like it. I, I like, I'm, you know, I, I like to savor it. I, I, I don't, I rarely drink to, to, to oblivion. I, I'm more of a, a sipper. I like to go for the long haul. Interesting. I like to get it going. I don't like the calories. I'm going to get baked up in my head and yeah, get a little tossed. You're young. When you get older, you'll understand. You're young. Hangover is starting to hit me, young though. Young Gleber. Oh, yeah. Starting to feel it now? Starting to feel it a little oh, bit. I remember when I was like 20, just drink all night, go take a test in the morning, get an A. Now I have like one drink. I'm like, oh, should have had that second glass of wine. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Um, 
two interesting technology stories this week make me fear the world is being taken over by robots. Uh, two robots now can play catch with each other. Like it's very complex to throw a ball, be able to catch it. Next step, ripping a human's head off. Yeah, don't you think? And then yes. playing catch with it. Yes. Are they teaching it the three laws of robotics? Which are, what are they again? Oh, something about not killing. Oh, never harm a human unless they're harming another human. Also, be able to make popcorn in your tummy. <laughs> Third one's good, like though. And also, never talk about robotics. Yeah, that's the other one. That's one of them. <laughs> and then BMWs this week came out with the, uh, a... a Video showing a new car, one of their BMW 5 Series models, driving on Germany's Autobahn without a driver touching anything. Oh, yeah. That technology has been around for a little while now. And now it's getting good. It can drive on the Autobahn. It's called Connected Drive Connect CDC. Um, Minority Report. Do you think that this is good? Do we want to have driverless cars? Do we want to be able to kick it in there, or is it I unnecessary? Would, I would love to be able to be in a car that would allow me to text more fully than i already text what i'm driving now so i can only be good <laughs> i'd like to be able to update my twitter status not just at stoplights but actually while the car is moving so yeah is it Why good not? the more and more our society uh individualizes itself and cordons itself off from everybody things like that instead of mass transit things like facebook being the way we wish people happy birthday now and everybody's virtual friends do you think this is good progress for our planet it's inevitable bad? it's just inevitable you know as the planet becomes just shot through like a like an anthill with humanity. It's just, it's just, I and mean, this is how it's going to have to be, whether it's good or bad. It's Waterworld, man. It's coming. Will it get to a place like, like in Waterworld or like in Demolition Man where we have virtual sex and we really don't even see people? Like, do you think we will ever have still social gatherings? Yeah. In the I future? Think people crave human contact. I mean, I think that like the, your, your, your sphere, your circle of who you interact with is probably wider now than it would be 20 or 30 years ago. You know, maybe you just have a couple of good friends. Now maybe you still have a small circle of friends you're very close to, but you can like, you can still stay in touch with people that maybe would have fallen out of your life before because now you've got Facebook, you've got email, you know, there are people you can recontact that you couldn't have when you were younger. I mean, I think it can be a force for good. There's always internet porn. That is the best part of it. Yeah. That's what keeps it free. You know what I mean? It's exciting. Oh, free internet porn? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, remember like the, the first minutes like free and then they want you to pay. No, not anymore. Remember, it used to be like 40 second clips, 20 second clips, but now with the advent of the U-porns of the world. And oh, right. Tubes, like homemade stuff. I don't need to see homemade. anybody else having sex with their socks on. No, horrible. That's homemade porn is horrible, but there's like legit stuff on there. Really? Not that I've ever looked at it, but when what I often do. What is their business model? How are they making money? I don't money? get it. There are a couple of ads on, the, on those oh, pages, I guess. Okay. All right. Ron Jeremy sticking at you. You want your penis to be 40 inches and look like a walrus? You can do it so too. Would you like to look like a man who, except for this 40 inch penis, would never get laid under any other circumstances. <laughs> and even still, if the girls weren't getting paid, he probably still probably wouldn't. still wouldn't. Yes, they'd go. They'd look at you, look at your penis, look at you. Nah. They would rather bang a donkey, probably. <laughs> probably because you don't have to talk to the donkey. You don't have to. No, donkeys don't talk. Well, they make noise. Uh, like yeah. <laughs> Or is that a mule sound? I this, think it's a donkey sound. It is a donkey, right? Yes. This kind of reminds me very much of like when 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 Pinocchio went got became the real boy, but then he was with the crazy donkey in that circus he was being kept at. Are you talking about Shrek? Yep. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but this brings us perfectly to our last story of the podcast. Is donkey semen too much for TV? And I want you to weigh in this week. I don't want to talk about this. This is the last topic. Oh you have to. Okay. And it's, it's broadcast television. Fear Factor has a challenge that they shot months and months ago and producers, the network was up in arms. Should they air it or not? They decided to air it. Contestants drinking a container full of both donkey urine, one container and donkey semen, the other container. Is that too much for TV? Should we have gone that far in our culture or should we just at some point Hit the reset button and class our shit up. 
I can't. I am literally speechless. I, I, I people's dis- need to be on television is so intense that they would do something this fucking pathetic. <laughs> unbelievable. And sad. It's so sad. I mean, horse semen, I understand, is, but don't we are, we are steps away from the running man. Steps away from <laughs> the right? running man from Bob Barker coming out and just you and just setting some like some minor misdemeanor infractors, just like run for your life. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to come after you with like, or he was actually the guy was running. Goodbye Christmas right? tree. The fridge is going to come, you know, chop you down and you know what I mean? This is it. Or the opera singer, remember the opera singer that had the lights on his like outfit. Yeah. He would sing you to death. Lights out Christmas tree. <laughs> this is happening. This is happening. That- everybody. That and would then, be preferable. right after that, thirteen monkeys. I would, <laughs> I would rather be in a thirteen monkeys environment or being chased to the death by a Christmas tree than drink donkey semen. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of any circumstance under which I would do that. And I can, I can tell you right now, the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth circumstance would not be on a fucking TV show where I'm getting like after scale. No, if no. you're drinking donkey semen, do it in your personal life. Right? Have, yeah, semen it up, buddy. Oh my god, Me-aw. Aisha Tyler, your your Twitter is at Aisha Tyler. At Aisha Tyler. Anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, you know, come visit me at AishaTyler.com. Get Please. my podcast, Girl on Guy, which you get on iTunes or go to GirlOnGuy.net. I was a guest on it. It's a fabulous it's podcast. Great show. It's doing well. It was voted a Best New Comedy Podcast for 2011 by no iTunes. Kidding. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, it's really great. That was That fun. is awesome. And uh, you can watch me on the talk every day on CBS. Check your local listings. Archer. Archer is in the middle of its third season now. It's doing great. Second episode airs tomorrow. What's today? Wednesday? Well, I don't know when the show's. Tomorrow? Today? I don't know when you're, I don't know what's happening right now inside the internet. Yes, tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, that's all the stuff I have to talk about right now. I can't thank you enough for being here. You're an adorable person. It was a pleasure. I love you so much. Oh, I feel the same way about you. You're, you're the best, Aisha. Um, couple quick announcements on my end. Um, I will be in Edmonton at the West Edmonton Mall, the Comic Strip Comedy Club, February 8th through 12th. Get tickets at thecomicstrip.ca, I believe, yeah, or Bengali.com. Get or tickets wherever Canadians go for their tickets. That's right. Wherever, whatever you guys do. Get them there. someplace. Just follow the smell of maple syrup. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Ben Glebe. Hashtag last week on earth to ask me things I can, I will answer on this fine podcast. I call, can you call your own podcast fine? Yeah, why not? I called it fine. Be a salesman. Sell your stuff. Believe but I mean in, like be- hot girl. Believe fine. in your product and then sell it. Okay. I like that. Okay. One last question for you. Mm-hmm. You, um, were in an acapella group I in was. college. Yes. Um, do you still sing a lot? And do you have a favorite song you want to sing with me as we bid people goodbye? Um, I was wow. in an acapella group for a second. Were you? For a second. Uh, I still sing mostly in the car in the shower, mm-hmm. not professionally. Uh, I did sing the opening theme to my Comedy Central special. Nice. Uh, why don't you pick the song? Any standards? I don't know. What's a good acapella sing-along standard? Uh, well, let's see. I think for the audition for my for my... Um, for my acapella group, I think I might have sung "Stand by Me," but I can't even remember. Oh, that's a good one. I can't even remember the the the, the, the freaking. I can't even remember the lyrics now. I can barely remember who I am or where I'm sitting. I am going to start those lyrics in a moment. After and please join me. Okay. After saying to everybody listening, until last week, next week, this has been last week on Earth. When the night has, has come. come Oh, and, and the, the land, land is dark, and, and the moon is the only light we'll see. I won't cry, I won't cry, no, I won't. 
shed a tear just as long as you stand stand by me darling darling stand by me i'll stand by me oh stand now stand by me Stand by me Whenever you're in trouble Won't you stand by me Oh By me Oh stand now Stand now Stand by me Stand by me You're the greatest Ah, was good times See you next week everybody This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio